Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, all right, all right, all right, here we go. Welcome, 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 welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Taz Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening live on the Radio.com app or at TazShow.com. You might be listening live there, or you could be watching live at TazShow.com. Or maybe you're checking out the audio on demand, the podcast version of the show at Spotify, TuneIn, Play It, or iTunes. Thank you for the support. I appreciate it immensely. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Going to be a fun, good, strong two hours for you guys coming at you. Streaming and screaming. A lot of video looks very dark. I look, I feel like I'm, and we have lights on. I don't understand. It's still dark out. I mean, I'm draped in black. I don't know what's going on here. It looks. What the hell's going on? It looks, it looks like a like a cartoon crime move. <laughs> the, the back, like Batman's about to bust through the window. <laughs> that's Dude, a, that's a very gloomy background. I actually <laughs> like it. It's kind of cool. It uh, might be the shittiest lighting in the history of any kind of TV, video, streaming, or anything. But you're right. It looks like Batman's going to bust through the window. In Gotham. We are literally yeah. in Gotham. Oh, my Lord. Dude, what is going on? Is it almost like looks a, like a fake painting. Is it a different type of lighting system? Those listening to the audio, like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> see it. I don't give a crap about it. We're painting you guys a word picture. Yes, that's a, that's adjectives. So the key adjectives. If you want to call the show, very, very simple process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial on 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Like I said, going to talk about Raw a little bit. Also, today is a PW Insider with none other than the Mike Johnson. Yes! Mike Johnson will be on, Natasha. Looking forward to having Mike come on here. Always fun talking to Mike. See what's going on with him. And uh, in the business, uh, you know, we got to take care of some house cleaning uh, on the show here. Some uh, items, uh, there's an item for sale, a new item over at clothesline.com. You can purchase the new uh, Running the Game t-shirt. I'm running the game! Not the Running the Game with Rover on it. This is a new right there with just text on it. Text. T-E-X-T. Running the Game t-shirt right there. Closed line. Go pick it up. It's nice. It's beauty. Um, so, yeah, go check it out. A couple of new shirts there. Last week, another shirt dropped that wasn't for me, but it was for someone on the show here. And he's known as Dennis Jones. They call him the star of the show, actually, the Lumberjack. Timber! I don't think anybody calls me that. Oh, you're the star. Who you kidding? So, yeah, let's see that uh, Lumberjack shirt, Ant, when you get it. I know it's your boy Anthony is going to, yeah, of course. Look at the timing. You guys did that little thing. Look at how cool the graphic guy did your graphic the for graf- your t-shirt. The graphic guy needs a pay raise. Your graphic is 10 times better than mine. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, what's your graphic, Rover? Yeah, but no, it's just a hashtag RTG. Yours has got your logo on it. Why do you even have a logo? Who the hell are you? I, 
Who'd you ever beat? I, nobody. Ray Rice on a football field? <laughs> I, no one knows that. I got a buddy. I got a buddy in the gimmick chat that'll definitely pop when he hears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, which is all of you, <laughs> yes. Dennis in high school played football against Ray Rice, the great running back from the Baltimore Ravens, who you never want to get trapped in an elevator with. But I digress. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's true. That's just, I just, you know, just facts. I just state facts. Uh, All right, so yeah, a lot of stuff with Raw. Not a lot of stuff, some stuff. Raw did not feel like, and we discussed this before we went on the air, and we don't normally discuss things on the team here. Me, you, Cowboy, the Antony. We discussed briefly, in passing. Um, It didn't feel like. An on-deck go-home-to-WrestleMania. It just didn't feel like it. I mean, Undertaker showing up at the end, obviously, is big. Whenever Taker shows up, it's big. We know that. <sighs> Even that at the end, my only take on that, uh, I just, you know, man, it was like uh, you have Braun and, and Roman Reigns go at it. You build it up, and I think that's sweet, and they give it to him right there in Brooklyn. That was cool. And these guys, you have some physicality, have a quick match or whatever. And then take a boom, he pops up. And the overview for me was, it seemed like Braun was the sacrificial lamb, almost again in this story. He takes a choke slam. I mean, a good spot, good you know, spot of boom, choke slam on Braun. Braun turns around, va-voom, here comes a spear by Roman. Roman takes the powder. Obviously on the spear, the booze happened. Then he takes the powder, which he's not a heel, but I know why he powdered. He's saying it's his yard, and then he nails Taker and gets out of there. Even though it's a baby face, I think it's okay that he powdered. And then Taker does the sit up and stares at him, and that's the visual. So, and then poor Braun, right? What did Braun do after? Nothing. He was just took the bump. Chokeslam. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Um, otherwise, the rest of the stuff on Raw, I mean, nothing jumped out. To me, gigantically, I mean, Mick getting fired, you know, they, they, they did that in the beginning. When Mick threw down the index card, the place popped. You know, Mick brought that fire that, that he can do in a promo, and especially in his home st- state. And, uh, well, he's a Long Island guy, but they were in Brooklyn. Don't matter. He's a New Yorker. And, um, you know, it, it got it got a great reaction. Mick's awesome on the mic. That's well documented. So, um, you know, uh, I thought Stephanie had a stellar performance as a heel. Um, I did. I thought Stephanie, her in-ring stuff has been excellent. Uh, she really can pull that power figure, uh, female bitchy heel like none other. She's great at it. Not good. She's great at it. But I do think there was a little too much with the backstage stuff. I thought there was a little too much of Stephanie in the show, me personally. I mean, I think they set the table and painted the picture the right way that she is a heel. Um, you know, I, I thought they were, there was two, there was probably at least, I didn't count, maybe three segments with her backstage. Would you think, Dennis, close to that? I remember the one with Bailey. Bailey. Um, Sh- uh, Cesaro Sheamus. That's right, Cesaro Sheamus, which I don't think was needed, in my opinion. No, definitely not. Um, I, I liked the Bailey one. That I did like. I thought that was good. That and, one made sense. Her and Bailey actually have good chemistry, uh, in that, in that realm. There was a, there was a third I could have sworn. There probably was. Like I said, I can't remember. Lord knows I can't expect you to remember. I mean, so why would you do that? No, you're just a, you're just a producer. <laughs> you're not going to remember that stuff. Uh, so, uh, but no, look, what I'm saying is like I, I really feel that um, there was a little too much of Steph in the thing. 
Um, even Triple H, I thought at the very end when Mick was saying about everyone, the last guy he sees is Triple H waiting there on him, and Mick and uh, Hunter Triple H does the "Have a nice day," which is a great punchline. It's a great punch for sure, no doubt. But I just don't. I, I don't know if they needed it. And that kind of was a little bit of the theme, a little bit for Hunter. Um, later on, he said, "Have a nice day" or something like that. He, you, you notice that, right? He kept doing like the "Have a nice day" thing. Steph said it. Yeah. Hunter, I I did get a kick out of that because no, it was I really that was cool. I like that. It was really like digging the needle. I agree. I just didn't think that. I think have Mick walk out, say goodbye to everyone. He hugs Bailey and all that stuff, and then it's like Willie Loman. Just let him go. <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed with the Willie Loman. And um, I, I I realize seriously, I, I don't think they should have. I look, Hunter right now has got a lot of heat, you know, and 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 that's okay. That's okay because it seems like we're going to get a match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It does seem like that now. And 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 about that, um, well, I can get in a little bit, but the segment they did with Michael Cole and then Triple H, um, I'm okay with the heat being on Triple H. For Mania, because they've been building this thing a little bit, which a lot of it, I should say, with Seth. I uh, I would rather see one of the full-time workers have all that heat. I mean, Kevin Owens has got some heat right now. Samoa Joe's got some heat right now. Uh, I, I I think just looking at it as a fan, from a fan's perspective, uh, from home watching it, I should say, it seems to me like the guy I hate the most, if I'm a fan, is Triple H. Your opinion, as a as a fan's point of view, not knowing these people personally or professionally, who's who's hated the most in your opinion? Triple H. Although at the end of his promo, he he's kind of like, well, he's doing a rah rah thing for a reason. He's being sarcastic, and I think it's being lost in translation. Some of these people aren't getting that he's actually he's doing. You people want to see this? Right. I I think he's pandering on purpose. And I think it's a, a kind of a sophisticated heel overtones of what he's doing. I and I that. think it's and I know this is all going over your head right now. I can tell by your face. You're like, whoa, 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 slow down, whoa, whoa. It's like I'm beating you up with this. Whoa. No, no, bro, I'm telling you, I think that he is he's being a sarcastic heel and and sophisticated sarcastic heel. And I think some fans aren't getting it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do. I, maybe I'm overthinking it, but no, that makes what do sense. you think? That's that what everyone sense. wants to know. What do you think? That's what everybody wants to know. Everyone. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> no, I, I thought that the crowd was a little, a little. I don't want to say lifeless, but it was. I well, mean, it's bro- Brooklyn. It's a New York crowd. You would expect, and, 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 it to, yeah, I know. You expect it to be obnoxious always, and, and oh, it, what does that mean? Yeah, but I hear. You. Well, this, New York is just one of the. It's a lot of douches. Chicago, Philly, yeah. New York, the three. I don't know. Um, but it was. It wasn't. So I think Triple H took it upon himself, like, all right, look, I got to get to that next. And then from there, he kind of did his, all right, guys, you want to be dead? I'll let me give you what you, almost uh, gladiator esque. <laughs> yeah, like, are yeah, you not entertained? Yeah, yeah, and and I, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I I think he went a little too far with it, but he's had living out there. He he's allowed to take those liberties. Some guys aren't. Um, and the guy obviously cuts a great promo, Triple H for sure. I just I I like the sophisticated sarcasm in a heel. It's educated, it's smart, it takes thought to do that. I like that. I do like that. I just wonder if a lot of the audience gets that. He was saying things that they shouldn't want to cheer for, and then when he's pandering them to cheer, they're not, some are cheering, some aren't, so it's a little confusing because you got a big, vast uh, groups of different ages 
that are fans, that are in attendance or watching home, from young little kids to, to maybe guys that are 45, 50, 60 years old that are just strong wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Or, or women, too, obviously. You know, I'm not just, you know, I have that chauvinistic issue I have. I, I disagree with that. You don't think that I'm no, you're chauvinistic? You cater to the men, to the women, all genders. And pets. Especially dogs. They love me. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, anyway, my point is, I think it's cool to do a heel promo like Triple H did. I like the sarcasm. I do. Uh, as long as people get it. Uh, maybe a little too much. Do you people want to see it a little too much pandering? A little bit? And maybe that's why it got a little confused with some people. I don't know. Um, could be. Uh, you know, I mean, the... the what I was saying about Raw, like it just didn't, it didn't, it just didn't have that feel of, and it's tough. Look, they're in a tough spot. I mean, it's every week, three hours. I've talked about this many times. You know, you have a lot of programming to fill, a lot, and they gave you some matches yesterday. You know, I mean, matches could always be a little longer, but they gave you some matches, and it's a lot of programming to fill. And sometimes it's it's really tough with these shows to hit a home run on every show. It really is hard. And um, I think, though, as you get ready to go into Mania, you really got to have knockdown dragouts. I mean, yesterday's show, the other critique that I'll say about it, last night's Raw, the packaging. <clears throat> there was a lot of, <clears throat> it's probably nubworthy. Last night's Raw was a little too much package heavy, video package heavy. I'm a fan of video packaging, but I think that when we're getting ready to go home, we're two weeks outside of the all-biggest show uh, going, WrestleMania, I think the participants need to be there. I think that you need to have them there. Guys like Goldberg, guys like Brock, they, they need to be on the show. right? I, unless I, I mean, I, I watched 90, maybe 88%, maybe 87% of Raw. I did not see Goldberg live, right? He wasn't there. He was not. He's the universal champion, correct? Yeah, last I checked. Okay. That's the thing. That's the thing. I thought the people, look, people in Brooklyn, people in attendance, and that's not just a Brooklyn crowd. You know, at that show, you're getting people from Jersey, you're getting people from, from Queens, from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Long Island, Staten Island. You know, you, you might get some people driving down from Connecticut, <clears throat> excuse me, Westchester. You're getting people from all over the place. Even Philly. You got people that drive in from Philly. Because tonight they're in Mohegan Suns. They're up in Connecticut. I love that little arena. I worked there a bunch. It's really cool. You ever been there? I, I've been to Mohegan Sun, not for... The arena is really cool there. It's really nice. I believe you. Yeah, and the backstage gimmick is nice, too. They got a pretty cool little backstage setup. Big into the backstage area. It's, you know. Well, that's, that's where you spend a lot of your time. Now, I want to know, how's the buffet? <clears throat> the best buffet and catering is Milwaukee. Really? Oh, no, I'm not lying. That is shocking. We'll get today. into that down the road. No, I'm not kidding you, bro. That's a total shoot. Milwaukee wow. catering. I, WWE, I can't remember the name of that building, is the best. Hey, Joe on Long Island, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, bud? Hey, what's up, Taz? Good moment. Good moment, Joe. Hey, and uh, Chop Chop, Whack Whack, Box Crusher, Lumberjack. Box Crusher. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot you're the Box Crusher. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, uh, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> the Box Crusher. Yes. <laughs> That's great. What's up, man? Uh, uh, not much. I was actually at Raw last night. Oh. I, uh, I, 
I know I didn't have a Taz sign. You don't yeah. have to yell at me. I'm not going to yell at you. You know why, Joe? Uh, I don't have to yell at you because you feel guilty already. I do. I, I hate myself for it. I don't, I don't blame you. I, want, I don't you blame you. I hate you. Right I, uh, Joe, Joe, I hate you also for this. I so, hate everyone. But I don't have to. I do not have to get on you. I don't have to because you know what? You got angry at yourself, sir, and your guilt, you will have to deal with. But continue with your statements. You're right. All right. Thank you for that. You're welcome, um, sir. I was at Raw last night, and I have to say, I go, I try to go to Raw every time it's in Brooklyn, and uh, I'm a, more of a positive fan. I'm not really the negative type fan that craps right. on everything. Right, right. But but this was so hard to sit through. Like, <laughs> wow, it was really tough. Uh, the crowd, the crowd wasn't naive. I get what you're saying, but I know exactly what it was. We were super bored. Super really bored. I felt like we were at a movie theater. There was no action going on. We were watching the TV Damn. for most of the three hours. It was it was really bad. Joe, how? Uh, if you don't let me ask you a couple of questions. How many people did you yeah. go with? One, two, three guys. Four, Four, four people. Like couples or like got you, you and your friends? Would you go? No, it, me and my sister, who are huge wrestling fans our whole lives. Right. My cousin, little cousin, who, who's who been a fan since, you know, we were, <laughs> we're, we're almost the same age. And sure. then one of my other little cousins, who's, uh, you know, a newer fan, like into the uh, yeah. John Cena's and everything. Cool. And uh, th- it just felt like, it felt like. It almost felt like the, the, they didn't know they had a show, and they were like, "Crap, we got to book a show tonight." And then really? wow. people just started coming out. There's matches that had no build. The crowd didn't. There was no emotional investment. The best parts were the beginning and the very end, and Chris Jericho. That's about it. Yeah. Now, so the thing is, like, did you feel like people that were around you guys, like uh, sitting near you, like they they had kind of the same? feel right they they were were they not into this so that that's what seemed absolutely yeah. every uh every time they had to change the ropes for the cruiserweights that oh. we, not that we don't like the cruiserweight matches it's just instead of now having a match go a little bit longer they have to stop to change the whole ring and we're like ah oh. and then every time there's a commercial for the jetsons we're like oh where's yeah. the wrestling and then you know the, the, and then when there's finally wrestling it's it's one minute tag tag tornado whatever that was match or it's a right. one minute cruiserweight match and we're like what is going on like we, we didn't come to watch the screens you know yeah no no i know man it's it seemed like that's what i was just saying i, I think you might have heard me while i was on hold is yeah there was also a lot of video packaging there man like you know uh, it was just and then packages i'm usually a fan of video packages and they cut great packages they do but it's like you know you got to have these guys there at this point i mean I, no one wants to watch video packaging yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have a good example right before you hang up on me. Of, yeah. of what I should have hung up night. on you, bro, <laughs> about three minutes ago because you didn't have a freaking sign. That's a whole other story. But go ahead. I'll, I'll make it up to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe well, that. Yeah. I, I, I think the best the best example of what I'm saying last night was Bailey versus uh, Nia Jax. Yeah. Um, it's something that we've seen so many times. It's something that we didn't want to see going into WrestleMania. Uh and, you know, you have Charlotte there, you have Bailey there at the same night, you know, do something with that. But instead we get Nia Jax and Bailey with no build, so the crowd completely turned on that match. Yeah. There were times when we were, we, we were more over with the crowd fighting, and I didn't even know that the bell rang at one point. Like, was that it, the match was that where there was a wave going on in the crowd? Yeah, when the wave happens, you lost them. 
So. I know, I know that. And uh, I mean, they <laughs> shot around the wave. I think they didn't. They they shot around, which they have to do. You can't blame them. All right, Joe, you're gone. Thank you for calling, Joe. I appreciate the uh, giving us the input um, from Strong Island. You were at Brooklyn. You were at Barclays. You enjoyed the show, kind of. And uh, he really didn't enjoy the show, but he was there. And at least he gave us input on the show uh, to the, the, the viewers and listeners of the Taz Show. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. He makes some points from someone that was sitting in the crowd, Joe, that makes sense. And one of the things that he said that jumped out to me uh, was this Bailey thing because they didn't, you know, Bailey is someone that I, I've been saying it forever. Like she, when Triple H had control of, I don't know who's doing the complete booking. I'm, it's the writers, obviously, and Vince, and, and I'm sure Triple H and Stephanie have input, but I know what NXT, right? We all know what NXT Triple H books it for the most part, with his writers or writer or whatever he has. Bailey was done perfectly. Perfectly in NXT. For the longest time. Bailey was done perfectly. Perfectly. And she, I've, I've said it before about her and I'll say it again. She has this certain uh, likability about her. It's really hard to turn on her. It's really hard not to support her. It's really hard to be bored while she's in the ring or working or whatever. And you got Nia Jax who they wanted to be this big heater, this heel. You know, which Nia Jax is, is getting better, in my opinion. I think she, I think she still has, I think there's something missing with Nia Jax. I do. And people, I think, are starting to feel that, it's just, just my perspective, just my professional opinion, my observations, that maybe the company is forcing Nia down people's throat as this badass. Now, I know why they did it. They want to, to interject her into this WrestleMania match. So they have to make Nia. I know that. They have to make Nia. And they did. They did make her. And they, they, they had her beat Bally. I got it. Okay? I, I just think if you're going to really make Nia, you got to change some things with her. And the first thing you want to do is change her music. Okay? Her music, I think I might have said this in the past. It sounds like something from a, a Maybelline commercial. You know, like eyeshadow. Like you're watching TV and it's like this upbeat, like la la da 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 Like I want to buy this eyeshadow for all my lips or whatever. Like it's just, it's not, there's no, she's a, she's a killer. She's a big, big, tough, nasty girl. Mean girl, 270 pounds. You know, and this is her music. It's like, I, I feel like I'm waiting online to go to the club. I'm on the rig. Yeah. We're going in, me and Dennis. But yeah, we're going to go to the club. The Maybelline was Maybelline spot on. Club. So maybe she's born with it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Nia Jax. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's like, it's like a song that you'd see like on a Sketches commercial. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 she should have some hard, big, thumping drums. Mm-hmm. Thick uh, bass lines in a song. You know what I mean? I'm like Mick Jagger out here giving you, giving you uh, music inside baseball terms. Unbelievable. You like that, bro? I just drop it in music inside terms. You, you're it's a talent. man of many talents. It's talent, bro. It's just talent. But anyway, all kidding aside, I just think that Naya, they, they, it's not just her music, but that sets the tone. It does. Um, I, I, I think she, and she's a pretty girl. And they show you her face right away. They start her entrance. She's pretty. Well, someone who's that 
supposed to be that mean, nasty, and violent, I don't think you should promote as being pretty. Even though she is, she's a big girl, but I think change her look, change her music for sure, and that she's trying to come off in the ring too stoic. And I think she should be a little bit more wilder, you know, more aggressive, more nasty, more violent. You know, and, and she's strong. She does some cool stuff. I mean, she's working with people that are a lot smaller than her, so it's a little easier to do some bigger spots. But, you, you know, you got to do a little better to make her than just have a beat belly or push her on TV. I think that she's got some imaging issues they got to fix with her. And Bailey, I just think, is someone that they shouldn't utilize in that sacrificial role, or sacrificial lamb role set up with Stephanie to just do the job. Again, just my opinion, my perspective. You know, maybe some of you guys feel differently. I don't know. That's just uh, uh, my point of view on it. Jerry in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. Hi, Taz. I had two quick things. Go I for just it. wanted to uh, give an off the hook. Uh, Brock Lesnar and the I Quit match against the Lumberjack. I How love do you it. Think that was fair. I, I think that wouldn't be a very long match. We're looking at a phenomenal 15 second beating, flogging, just an ass kicking. It'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. And another thing, like you were just talking about Bailey, like I've watched her wrestling my whole life. I never missed. But last night, like um, when she had that backstage segment with Mick, she didn't even have the belt with her. Then she came out, and I saw the belt on her. I forgot she was even champion. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I, I you're right, <laughs> I, Jerry. I don't know. I mean. Um, I don't know why that happened. To be honest with you, maybe did did she have it on her waist? Did she have it on her waist? Did they did they pan back? Was it around her waist? Was she wearing? She came out for her match. It was, but like backstage, no, it wasn't. But you sure they weren't like? Could you see her waist in the backstage thing with Stephanie? Because Stephanie see everything. She didn't have the belt. Okay, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying Stephanie's giant tall next to her, and Stephanie's you know like a giant. No belt. No belt Jones. No belt Jones at all. No belt city, no belt. No. No belt. I just want to pay respects to handsome Johnny. God rest his soul. Thank um, you for taking my call. He's well missed. That's one too. Uh, well, I appreciate that right there, Jerry. I like that guy. That's a good see, that's a good that call. That was a good call. That's a that's a that's a guy who's from Jersey who wishes he's from New York. Okay? we have a lot of that here in this area of the country. You know, as I endear myself to all of our fans in New Jersey. They love me. I rip them any chance I can. Hate them all. <clears throat> Even Bruce Springsteen? I don't like Bruce Springsteen. No, I don't hate. I shouldn't say hate's a strong word. I don't hate. Speaking of hate, um, speaking of hate, Jim Cornette, okay, <laughs> who, I, who I personally like, okay? I, I, I've always talked positive about Jim. I, I know Jim. I have not spoken to him in, in quite some time, but... I, you know, Jim gave me an opportunity a long time ago to work for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which I had a blast. I didn't spend a lot of time there, um, but I spent enough time there to pick up some tidbits back early in my career, learn some stuff, work down south, and I, I had a, you know, I had a, um, a good time. And then I, I got, I got to uh, see Jim again when he came into ECW for a, about a cup of coffee on purpose because they did a quick thing. Uh, it was interesting that Paul and him would do business. In a weird way, but it was not for long, and and I don't. Everybody was shocked when Jim showed up, but I, I and then also in TNA, I spent a little time when I first came in with Jim, uh, and when he worked behind the scenes, you know, I like Jim. Okay, now so where am I going with this? You guys know where I'm going with this. Jim Cornette, for those that didn't hear, will be inducting the Rock and Roll Express into the WWE Hall of Fame this year at WrestleMania. 
which obviously the Rockwell Express, arguably one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and the history and friendship with Jim, obviously, and them. Um, I think Jim is perfect, the perfect guy to induct uh, the rock and roll in this thing. The thing is, though, and I said, speaking of hate, Jim has really, you know, criticized for a long time a lot of stuff with WWE. I mean, a plethora of stuff. So I find it interesting. I, I got, I got it. You got to, you know, you got to tip your cap to WWE for being cool with this. You do. You got to tip your cap to WWE. You gotta. You gotta. Okay. Trust me, Jim Cornette and I have something in common on his podcast. Okay, WWE is not giving him many guests to go on his podcast. I can assure you that. Yes. That's number one. Um, <laughs> so we got that in common. But but the thing is, you got to give WWE credit for being cool with this, to give Jim a live mic. It makes watching the Hall of Fame that much more interesting. Uh, Jim is a dynamic personality, one of the greatest talkers of all time. Um, and I just hope Paul Heyman's in the building. I just, I just, I, I'd love to see him and Paul have a fist fight on a stage. That to me, that should be the Hall of Fame. Just have a fist fight. Um, I, I, I'll pay money for the front, sit in front row, sit right next to Triple H. Definitely not today. But, but, all kidding aside, I do think that you got to give, like I said, give credit to WWE and give credit to Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette, out of respect for the Rock and Roll Express, I, I haven't talked to Jim. I'm assuming this. I'm sure you know. I know he has a podcast, which I haven't heard it, but I know he does a great job and it's a popular podcast. So, you know, and good luck to Jim with it. So, I'm putting him over f- for good reason. But I'm sure Jim will talk about it up on his upcoming podcast if he hasn't done it already. But the respect he has for the Rock and Roll Express and, and their his friends and his belief in them that he's willing to go into WWE world and talk about and put over and induct the Rock and Roll Express, which is so well deserved. And I, so I think it's it's cool and professional on both ends, from the WWE end and on the Jim Cornette end. Seriously. Um, so it, it's very interesting, and it does make the Hall of Fame that much more interesting to see. All right, we're going to go to break here. On the side of the break, uh, talk a little bit more about Raw, take some more phone calls. Got some football talk I want to talk about. Tom Brady's jersey. Well, they think they know who stole it from the Super Bowl in the locker room. We have the footage, and I don't think they know who this person is. They think they know, but they don't know. I know. You think you know, but you don't, and I'm going to show you who stole this jersey. And the other thing I'm going to say is, oh, about the cruiserweights? I figured out what the other problem is, and thanks to Joe Cohen from Long Island, he helped me click it in my brain. The other issue with the cruiserweights live on Raw, okay, and the feel of the crowd being dead. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. Other side of break, Taz Show, sit tight. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, so we got a Tuesday edition coming at you. We've been talking some raw. We've been uh, taking a couple calls here and there. Going to do Facebook Live later on. Mike Johnson, PW Inside Report, top of the hour. That'll be here shortly. Big Mike will be on via Skype. So uh, looking forward to checking out, checking checking up I should say with Mike Johnson very busy show here things are running around amok as the sun comes up here in New York City so um, hopefully I won't look like I'm heading to the back cave anymore I kind of still do why do I look blue like I, I like I, before I looked yellow like I had jaundice and now it's like I have a there's a, a gray blue 
this tint going on? What? Why? Like, what? What is the problem with the lighting here? I'm not a a colorographer. What's the? I don't know the right word. Well, sir, you're not talented. That's well, the word. That, we're that's for. a given. Yes, we know that. And you know nothing about the wrestling business. I don't have any interest in wrestling. Sorry. I know you were a former multi-time world champion. Yes, I was, sir. Yes. So, uh, speaking of champions, uh, unfortunately, the Tom Brady is a multi-time world champion, also. And Tom Brady, you know, we as we know, everybody knows this. His jersey after they won their tenth thousand Super Bowl, the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady's jersey was stolen out of locker room, which there was a great piece of uh, video of him in the locker room uh, in the victory gimmick, saying to somebody, "Where's my jersey? I can't find my jersey. Where's my jersey?" It reminded me of, um, for anybody that's seen the old documentary on bodybuilding called Pump and Iron, which was a great, great documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, Franco Colombo. Um, did you ever see Pump and Iron? I have, yes. Great flick, dude. Great Hilarious. documentary. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it wasn't meant to be funny, but it was funny. Arnold's funny. He is, but even back then he was funny. But the thing was, um, in Pump and Iron, there was a bodybuilder named Dave Draper. Who's this big giant heavyweight, big like, six four, six five, giant back, huge man, and uh, I think it was uh, Mike Mensa, who was another bodybuilder, stole his T-shirt like during the day or d- during the show to like get play head games with him because he was a competitor to him, and he was one of his main competition was Mensa and uh, and uh, they, uh, what's it, Mike Katz, so. <laughs> Uh, Mensa stole his T-shirt and hit it on him or something like that. It was a long time ago. I saw this documentary a couple times. And that's what the thing with Brady reminded me of when he couldn't find... Because there was throughout Pump and Iron, it was like... Katz was like, find my T-shirt. Let me see my T-shirt. I know my t-. Like he's looking all over the backstage locker room area for his T-shirt. It's pretty funny. Instead of worried about competing in the bodybuilding. Um, so anyway... Uh, that's what it reminded me of with this whole thing with Brady because he couldn't find his jersey. Same way Mike Messer could find his T-shirt. So <clears throat> now apparently they located his jersey. The FBI. Yes, exactly. The Federal Bureau of, of Investigation was involved in Tom Brady. A cheat, by the way. Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? Tom Brady. Okay. He had the FBI hunting down his jersey. And, of course, the belly check, he was behind this thing to get the FBI because they got nothing but juice to Patriots. So everybody does whatever they want, okay? So uh, Belichick, he set it all up. He made sure it was done the right way. Day, night, cold, hot. You won't hear this type of commentary on this for any of the sports shows. And what I do is a sports show, Dennis. Oh, you no, know I know that. that. I mean, it's body slams and beyond, but it's a sports show at the end of the day. We live in the sports world. Now, why would Belichick... I'm a sportsman. <laughs> got to continue. What's that? Why would Belichick do that? Why would he do what? Organize the, uh, organize the hit. Uh, why would Belichick do that to organize the hit? <sighs> Let's see. I think the number one reason probably would be so Tom Brady gets back to being the ultimate babyface. That's the reason. He wants to keep the babyface shine on his team and on Brady, So and they want the jersey. The Patriots always, if, did you ever see when a play goes against the Patriots? They act like a bunch of little babies. They go crazy on the sideline, throwing stuff around. They act like little childs. Well, children. Maybe not childs. You know what I mean? They do. They act childish. They do. They do. Because when they don't get their way, oh, pissy face Jones. Oh, yeah, forget it. So, anyway, back to the FBI. We have the still shots of the photos of this jersey. Oh, I'm sorry, of the guy who took it. That's the, 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 the game. Uh, courtesy of uh, TMZ, by the way. 
Well, who's that guy? That's the guy who did it? That's the guy with Tom Brady. But see, the guy's wearing a mask because the hair looks familiar. Test one, two. Take a guess who that is. Let's see another picture. I know what this is. It's because it's not that guy. Let's see the other picture. Have another picture? Yeah. See, that guy's wearing a mask right there. Take a guess. That's not the guy with the white hair. That's the guy who owns the Patriots. The other guy. Guess who that is? Test one, two. Let's see another one. And you're going to see who it is. Okay, these are the wrong photos, sir. What? <laughs> There's a photo of him walking with the jersey. No, I saw it on TV. Why do we not have the proper photos here? This is an investigation uh, segment I'm doing here. What the F, dude? We don't have the right photos? I got this whole bit because I'm saying it's Handsome Johnny. There's a photo of a guy with the shirt, the jersey, and he looks like Handsome Johnny. Oh, this really took a All right. So much for that. Let's back up a little bit. So as I was saying about Raw, the cruiserweights, <laughs> flawless, the cruiserweights, okay? Uh, the other problem, and Joe from Long Island, when he called in, he, he, he had an epiphany. And I've talked about the problem in the arenas with the cruiserweights, not getting the same reaction because it's the bigger venue. I've talked about this at nauseum, okay, where they're going to get a better reaction. The people, It's more of a uh, close-knit environment when it's a smaller building, smaller arena, and it's more of an intimate setting. You know, we're in a big arena, talents like the Cruiserweights, they don't get that same love. They don't get that same feel um, because you have a more of a mixture uh, of different types of fans in the crowd. Where in smaller venues, a lot of times you're going to get more hardcore wrestling fans. Also, and Joe from Long Island, who called earlier, had me, made me think of this. Because he said he was at attendance in Brooklyn last night at the show, at Raw. And he said that the crowd was dead and they were bored. It felt like they were watching TV. And then they wanted matches. And then when the cruiserweights came out, okay, it's cool. And then they got to change the ropes. And then they got to change the ropes again. So it kills the momentum for not just the show, but for the cruiserweights. Every time they have to take these ropes up and down for the live house, it kills the momentum. At home, we don't see this. So they're showing us video packaging, or they're going to a commercial, or they're doing it on camera with the announcers. They did about 10 of them, by the way, with the announcers. That's a whole other story. Um, they did one with the announcers sitting in front of the desk. They did one with the announcers standing up behind the desk. They did one with the announcers <coughs> uh, sitting facing be- behind the desk. They did one with the announcers facing towards the audience. It was like, what are we doing? It was a plethora of on cameras in that. But that helped set the table. I'm not knocking the announcers. And I'm not knocking WWE. I just thought it was like a lot of different types of on cameras. It was interesting. It felt like a photo shoot. All right, turn this way. All right, turn that way. I digress. So... With the cruiserweights, with the ropes, that does kill the momentum of the show. It kills the vibe and the feel of the show. It, it kills the energy and the momentum you've built amongst the live audience. And that's a very, very important thing. And I do think that that's something that, uh, that they got to be careful of with these cruiserweights and consider moving them off for of Raw. Hey, Matt in Florida, you're on a Taz show. Hi, Taz. I had an off-the-hook and a question. Yes, go. Uh, my off-the-hook is a WWE tag team turmoil match to unify the tag team titles. Okay. I uh, have a Tito Santana and Rick Martel versus the Midnight Express versus Dr. Destiny Williams and Terry Gordy. Okay, cool. Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. Nice. Well, Gino, I haven't heard those two names in a long time, Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. Okay, and what else you got? Okay, I did uh, have the question about Jim Cornette, but you kind of cleared that up. Well, what, what was your question anyway? Uh, I, I just was thought it was kind of strange, and your opinion on having him, you know, induct the Rock and Roll Hall, Rock and Roll Express to Hall of Fame, just because he's been so outspoken. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, his, back up a little bit, Matt. Say what you do have a problem or you don't? 
No, I, I was wondering your opinion because oh. he's so he's so outspoken. I've yes. listened to his podcast before, and yes. it's like E five. It's like E five live on steroids. <laughs> I mean, the stuff he said about Dixie Carter, I, I wouldn't want him with a live mic. You know. Yeah. Well, no, he's a, he's a, listen. Jim's been like that for years. He's a, he's a combustible guy. He's an explosive guy. He's an outspoken, opinionated guy. That's why he's successful. I mean, and 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 he speaks his mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I did hit on it. You're right. And <clears throat> about WWE, and uh, I'm a little surprised he's doing the induction. But I think it's a good thing, and I think it gives WWE. It, you got to give them some respect here that they're they're willing to give him that open mic, even if the Rock and Roll Express want it. They don't have to do it, WWE. Um, if they said, we want Jim Cornette, they don't have to. They don't. It's their production. It's their show to WWE, and they did. They're letting them do it. But the thing is with Jim, I think you got to think about this, Matt, with Jim Cornette. I think you got to realize, and all you guys got to realize, he's a professional. At the end of the day, the guy has been in the business forever. He's he's owned his own company, a successful company. He's... He's uh, he's worked behind the scenes and, and uh, from Ring of Honor to, to all different areas to TNA to to WWF at the time and all this uh, NWA all success there WCW the guy has been anywhere you could imagine okay he's extremely credible guy he's also a professional at the end of the day Matt so my opinion is I do not think Jim will go ballistic or crazy on anything like that. During, during the Rock and Roll Express induction. And you know the main reason why, Matt? Why? Because Jim Cornette knows the one major thing about doing that induction. And the one major thing that Jim Cornette knows is it's not about him and his opinion with the WWE. It's about the Rock and Roll Express. And I don't know Jim like that well, but I'm pretty sure he's smart enough, professional enough, and respectful enough to his friends, guys who've earned it, to know it's their time, not his. It's not about the in, the guy putting the, the people in the Hall of Fame. It's about the guys going in the Hall of Fame. Gabish. Yeah, and about being professional, I, I don't mean to to do a callback to what just happens with the Patriots stuff you were just talking about. Yeah. But do, do you think you might uh, uh, sub in Cowboy for Annie in the video production? Uh, why? What? Oh, because of the mistake you're saying? Yeah, I, I didn't want to bring up the mistake because. You just did. Um, <laughs> you didn't want it, but you did. I mean, if I, you know. So you think that Cowboy should be the new video producer? Uh, maybe. I mean, mm. give him a shot. He's nice. I, I like him much better than Andy and the Handsome Johnny. He's uh, you know what? Uh, the guy who just painted my basement, he's nice too, but he can't do video production. Uh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate calling. Uh, and no, uh, Cowboy would not be doing the video production. I like Anthony. He does a good job. And you can jump in here if you want to defend yourself like a man, for Christ's sake. Uh, and you got something to say? I do. That guy has no clue that I have to do the video and, f like, feed Rover, wipe his ass, all this stuff. No one cares. Okay, please. Can you have some, uh, uh you Decorum? Know, decorum and professionalism, for Christ's sake. I mean, please. I mean, we have a pastor in the building. Do you not yeah, realize? I'm an ordained minister, we Anthony. Have, we have a man. Ten Hail Marys, go. We have, a man, <laughs> we have a man of the cloth here, sir. I mean, you are a man of the cloth, right? I wear many cloths. Okay. I have to. I had to put several cloths together because I'm so large. The only cloth he wears is a bib. Okay, that was actually pretty good. Potted <laughs> down. Thanks for coming. Get back to work okay. I give you a beat. Let's end on a strong note for him. Um, dude, you're a man of the cloth. I need to deem you the man of the cloth. Forget about the lumberjack gimmick. You're the man of the cloth. We do a new shirt, priest collar jones. No. We just do a robe, just a white robe, and you sell it. I don't think that clo Clothesline.com or Pro, Pro is going to spend the money on a robe for you. 
that, that's a big cost. Like uh, our upfront fees will be a lot. And I don't no disrespect. What, I don't think you're worth it. I'm just being honest. No, I, I agree there. What about the tassels? I had to squeeze a t-shirt out of them, bro. You know what I mean, what's that? <laughs> what about like the tassels that they wear? How about just a cup? Like, you know, they drink the wine out of the cup. I thought you meant like an athletic supporter. <laughs> no, not a cup for your crotch? No, not that kind of cup. Like a cup that you drink wine out of. The chalice? The chalice. I didn't forgot the name. Well, I'm a man of the cloth. You are. Man, it's really impressive. I feel kind of bad. You know, but it is interesting, like and I said this the other day, that you being a man of the cloth, that you think that you would uh, have some decency and be forgiving and apologize. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. You know, on paper, that seems like it makes sense. But when it's when it's judgment day and I have to answer to my Lord and Savior, Taz, that is when I will apologize and repent for all this, my sins. This paper that you speak of in the realm of the conversation, is the, you're saying on paper this is a good, good idea. Isn't that paper called, I don't know, a Bible? Wow. I'm just, well, I'm being honest. I, I mean, guess if we're following, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? Isn't there something in there about forgiveness? If you're a man of the cloth? I don't want to get into a religious chat here, but I'm just being honest. Yeah, I got I to gotta comb through it again. There's a lot of pages in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the apology gimmick's a big part of the Bible, son. That's, I'm just telling That's you. more like in the back end. I'm still oh, in the beginning yeah, pages. Yeah, the yeah. heavens and the earth. Back end. You're more stuff. like Backdoor Jones. That's your gimmick. Uh, man Meat City over here. On that note. So, yeah, uh, but the, uh, back to the Jim Cornette thing. Yeah, I, look, all can decide here. What I was saying to the last call is a shoot. Like, Jim Cornette, it's not about Jim, and he knows that. It's about the Rock and Roll Express. So I don't, I don't think Jim is – I'm sure he'll have – and I bet you WWE wants him to have some kind of a sarcastic one-liner. Like, just an overtone of, hey, uh, you know, uh, this is a bad example. I'm paraphrasing, but – it's nice to see the WWE acknowledge the you know real talent that didn't weren't in the WWF or E you know something like that like a little zinger I could see that but I, I don't see him getting any crazier than that I, I don't think he would he's a pro it's not about him it's about the Rock Roll Express and Jim knows that it's their moment and it's that simple uh, seriously that's just uh, what I think is going to happen but I'm still looking forward to hearing Jim's induction speech of the Express uh, who we got here Frank Missouri here on the Taz Show what's up. How you doing, Taz? It's Frank from Missouri. I gotta call a flag on you. Hold on, is this Frank in Missouri? Frank in Missouri. How can I help you, sir? Yeah, man. Uh, not for nothing. You gave that guy a hard time on Sam Roberts' show about the two dollar coffee. Did you ever give that man his two dollars? No, because no, no, no. You know why I didn't? You're right. I didn't give him his two dollars, and I'll tell you why. Okay, it's a real simple uh, reason why, Frank. Because. Serious radio paid for the coffee, not that young man. I should have tipped him. I should have thrown him a buck. You're right, but I didn't. But, you know, the kid had gave me a little bit of a sideways look, Frank. I'm telling you, if you were there, you would have saw it. Because D-Bag's talking real a lot of crap on the Twitters about you. That's what I'm calling. Because D-Bag said that he's going to show up at your show, <laughs> that you're harassing that young girl, saying you're going to show up there Thursday and that you're a jerk. <laughs> D-Bag uh, is the only jerk. What ties? I'm siding with D-Bag. Give the man his $2. I don't owe him $2, Frank. I'm not going to give him $2. Who <laughs> is $2? I don't owe him any money, Frank. Stop. I don't. Well, I, have a, I have a off the hook for, uh, Go ahead, for Lumberjack. Go ahead, do it. Uh, New Jack in a New Jack in a death match against the Lumberjack. Who would do? 
because I heard that other caller call about Brock Lesnar. I'd rather I, see New Jack. I think, yeah, I think they would. Yeah, I think New Jack would win on that one. I, I got to give you that, Frank. Thanks for calling. Probably, I yeah. think he would win that. Yeah, I don't like your chances against anybody, Dennis. Uh, actually, I think I would fare well against like probably uh, like, a, like a seahorse. No, what's the little leprechaun? Oh. What's his name? Shithead Jones. What's his name? Uh, yeah, Hornswoggle. Yeah, him. I think you whoop his ass. He's a dick. Didn't he call me that, right? That's what word he used? I think. For no reason. <laughs> Jobber. Uh, anyway, uh, no reason at all. No reason. So, that's the deal. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you do well against anybody, to be honest with you. No, probably not. People really want to see you get just beat to piss. It's crazy. People don't like you. I thought they did. You would think for a religious man, they would like you. They really yeah, actually they, hate you. They yeah, hate what your the, guts. What the H-E double hockey sticks, guys? Oh, my God. Jeff in Massachusetts, you're on the Taz Show. Good morrow, Taz. How's it going? Uh, what'd you say? Good morrow. Good morrow? What'd you, what does that mean? Good morrow. Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Yes. What, what did you say, sir? Good morning or good morning? What did you say? I said good morning. You're not supposed to say that, Jeff. You know better than that. That's it. That's <laughs> Why would you do something like that? That's a good way to be gone. How can I help you? Uh, get my uh, match off the hook and uh, talk about Raw. Go. Uh, match number seven is a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental Champion. AJ Styles versus Cesaro versus Shinsuke Nakamura okay. versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Okay, cool. And match number eight is a loser leaves WWE match. John Cena versus EC3. Oh, like, uh, okay, uh, so you'd have EC3 in WWE then at this time, which never know, that could happen. I think EC3, and the, the, he's kind of been reborn the past several years in TNA and, and Impact Wrestling, and I, I think now he'd be a better fit than he was back in the day with WWE. You never know. I think that'd be pretty cool if that ever happened. Oh, I definitely, I would hope so. He's a very good talent. Uh, what else is up? I I just wasn't really, I just didn't really care for Raw last night. It's just... I know. It was, I know. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I just did not care. I mean, I like the Cruiserweights. It's just, it, they just go so slow. They have, they have to do all the ring equipment. They, why can't they just leave it be? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering, too, Jeff. Must be an echo in here. Yeah, thanks for calling. Um, yeah, I was just saying that. Yeah, I, I, I think they should leave the ring alone, too. I mean, or just put them in a different realm. You know, either give them a different... Um, you know, give them a different uh, a different platform. You know, we've heard, um, well, I'll save those thoughts for another time. You don't hear that much in radio. When guys start and then they stop, they don't finish. I like that move you do, though. That's the ultimate tease. <laughs> Tune in in a month. <laughs> Tune in in, I don't know, six weeks, and we can let you know more by then. Yeah, that's basically it. Hey, James in uh, North Carolina, you're on Natasha. James! James, going once. Oh. James. Hello. Hello. Yeah, who's this? Hey, James on the Tash Show. James, you're on the Tash Show. What's going on? What, what's going on? Who, who was just talking to you? What's going on here? Oh, that's my girlfriend. I'm sorry. We're in the car. I'm, uh... Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. You're in the car. What, what's going on? You got Bluetooth? Uh, yeah, it was hooked up to the radio. I had to unplug it. All right, good, good. I hear her laughing. Everybody's snickering. It was, it was a good time because I'm, uh, you guys love me, and that's great. How can I help you, brother? 
Well, back for the second day in a row, trying to boost the ratings a little bit in the morning. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate uh, I gotta, it. I got off the hook. Go for it. Um, AJ Styles versus not the Cody Rhodes that was in WWE, the Cody Rhodes that's on the Indies right now. Okay, I feel you. Right. Bullet Club Cody Rhodes. Yep, yep, that'll work. And uh, I had a question about what you thought. See, we got a lot of stuff to talk about eventually. Um, <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> Yeah. You, you don't have much time, so you better get moving. Because <laughs> um, you're getting counted um, down, brother. <laughs> so you better you better pick it up here, son. I'm telling you. me down. I'm telling you, you better stop bringing it. <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman last night with uh, Roman Reigns. We've seen that a hundred times now. Right. It's uh, still kind of not adding up. You know, I don't think the story's really being told there. Um, and. It's, hold on, son, son. The story is not about Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. The story is about Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Braun Strowman is just a vehicle to get the story there. Braun Strowman, unfortunately, is in the role of sacrificial lamb. That's that, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if you pay attention to one thing last night, it was I, I realized that uh, Roman Reigns speared Braun Strowman. I understand Braun Strowman's a huge guy. Right. But the finishers are so underappreciated these days and they don't mean as much because Roman Reigns speared the Undertaker and I understand what they were trying to do and he sat up he, did he sit up? well after he took the bump the Undertaker then a few seconds went by once uh, Roman Reigns went to the ramp right he sat up Dennis yes yo I, yeah. I, I know I saw it yeah oh, I'm sorry maybe, didn't, maybe I didn't see that that's alright no no problem yeah, but what's your point? Uh, I just I'm not a huge fan of, like, I don't like the way they built Brock Lesnar either because I think with the Goldberg thing, too, I think uh, it's going to turn into a problem when who beats, who wins. Right. They made him a beast. Right, 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 right. No, I hear what you're saying. Bored. What's that? People are bored. People are bored with the part-timers. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I think that's why once Mania, and unfortunately they've been doing this for a while, once Mania ends, then you'll see, uh, you, maybe you won't see these guys as much, you'll see other guys getting built. Thank you for calling. Uh, that's the deal. i got to go to break here right now. All right, so other side of break, Mike Johnson will be here with the PW Inside Report. We'll have Big Mike on via Skype. Uh, Taz Show, sit tight. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. <laughs> yeah. One hour down, one hour to go. Taz Show, Tuesday edition. Well, it's Tuesday. That means it's we're on the cusp of the PW Insider Report here. Everybody loves him. Mike Johnson's on the show. He's got a massive fan base. We love Mike. Mike's part of the Tad Show family. No matter what Dennis, Anthony, Cowboy, Seth, Crying Brian, no matter what you guys want to say about Mike behind his back, I love him. It's my show, and by God, as long as it's my show, Mike is part of the show. As long as I have that kind of juice. 
That might have been the shortest bump music in the history of bump music. All right, three, two, one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. Mike, you notice my head is shaking no. Okay, my, my head is shaking no. What do you mean no? And it has nothing to do with you. It's because my pure disappointment in the ordained minister known as a lumberjack, uh, Dennis Jones. Oh, he's an ordained minister. Dennis, tell him. Tis true, Mike. Tis true. So, so did he bless the window behind you and make it appear? Because I don't remember that window always being there. <laughs> I'm, I work in mysterious ways. <laughs> the window. You had to see earlier, Mike. You're, you're, you're a big. You actually, if you had a chance later on, just catch the opening of the VOD later. Because okay. Den, Dennis had a funny line where that we had such bad lighting in here at that time with the light that was sun was coming up behind me. And Dennis said it best. I looked like. I was like in Gotham, like Batman. It looked like a Batman. <laughs> like that's it. you got, you, uh, dude. You got to see it. It's very funny. It's uh, the, the worst lighting in the history of lighting. It was horrible. And why do I hear some kind of an echo behind me and Mike Johnson? I'm trying to have a conversation with my friend. Mike, Dennis. is there any chance that the volume is up on the laptop? I can lower it. Take your time, Mike. Mike, you can look at it. You don't have to act like you're not looking at your computer <laughs> when you really are. Look at how fake look Jones he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. I'm not lowering anything. I'm not touching my laptop. <laughs> I guess we're is good. Is that better? Indeed it is. Yes. Yes. Right. That's called Dennis passing heat. All right, Mike, what's going on, brother? <laughs> uh, WWE was in Brooklyn uh, last night. Um, my laptop's too high, apparently. Um they uh they set up Undertaker and Roman. They did a, another Undertaker appearance, and I gotta tell you, uh, a lot of people talking to me last night after the show that they really believe this is going to be the last Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Interesting. They think like Vince kind of squeezed one last one out of him last year was kind of his hope that it would be his final match, and he had told people afterwards it was going to be the last match. But they think this is really going to be it. We'll see whether it is or not. It seems like every year that's the conversation. Then he surprises everybody, but apparently he was hurting real bad last night, even when he arrived at the building. And there were there were there was a lot of talk amongst the guys that all right, this is probably going to be the last one. They don't know how he's going to be able to continue beyond this match against Roman Reigns. You know, some might be wondering well, why. You know, obviously the long wrestling career that Taker's had. Why? But really, you know, he wasn't a high spot guy doing all flip dives. He wasn't that guy. Why would he be hurting so much? Well, he's hurting so much from all the years of bumping and also being a very big guy. The guy's, you know, 6'10 or whatever the hell he is, 6'9. He's a giant, tall man, uh, big, long limbs. Uh, his body's always trained hard. Your body gets beat up. He is battle tested big time. So uh, I, last I saw Taker in person was at the SmackDown 900 gimmick. He was there, I was there, and then uh, we were doing the ECW thing. And then um, I talked to Take a little bit. Yeah, he looked a little banged up. He looked great in his face, and we had a lot of laughs and stuff. But he, you could see his body was hurting a little bit. Yeah, and I think people, I think it's very easy to say, oh, well, he wrestles once a year. But that's not really the case because it's not like he's once a year he's getting in the ring and, and doing this. He's been a little bit more active in recent years than he had been previously. And. He, his style changed. If you look at what he did once he first came to the WWF in the early 90s, and you look at what he did in the 2000s, he had a much more physical style. And he always evolved what he did in the ring. And he uh, Not that he got better, but 
they allowed him to show more of what he could do where the stuff they did in the beginning was more character based and specifically set up to build around that character and the trademarks of that character so you know that's a guy you got to have a lot of respect for because i mean who ha- who has a 30 year career at this point no and he's got to be like in his in, in in at least 30 32 33 years if you consider all the time he put it in texas and yeah. wcw and uh, that all adds to your bump card all of that yeah. And and the thing is, like you know, the other thing I want to say is what people don't realize. Um, even though it's one match a year, you know it takes a lot. You know, like you got to stop prepping for that one match when you're not on the road full time. It's actually harder because you got to prep about two months out of that dieting, training, uh, working on your bumping, and make getting your body calloused again to bumping. It's 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 that start stop mentality. It's very hard to do, and it takes it's a lot of stress on your body. Look, I haven't wrestled in years, and my body hurts every day. I I, I got pain right now shooting my left hip for no reason. Never had a problem with my left hip. As I talk to you, Mike, I, I have pain. Actually, I think the pain uh, might be actually a pain in my ass. But that's a whole other story. But I got digress. I could... They're counting me down. <laughs> we got, but we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about, Taz. Oh, do we? Uh, That's you, what I hear. You're going to be getting counted down. What? What? What do you mean? <laughs> well, Count me down. Well, what, you, we have a lot to talk about. What, what, what about the fact that my producer does not have an elite account yet with PW Insider? How about that? You Ooh. don't go to the funeral unless you know somebody's dead. Someone's got to ask for one. Oh, that's a good point. The funeral line was actually a good point. You're an ordained minister. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't like to talk. life and death go hand in hand, Mike. That's what <laughs> I that's mean. What he I can, he can my ma- sermons. He can magically he can magically make a window appear. He can magically make his wallet disappear too. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Wow! Look at this. My oh, wallet my open. Money thieves. I mean, what, what's the problem? He is an ordained minister, sir. Please have some respect for man of the cloth. Okay, can you have okay. a little respect? I forgive you, son. <laughs> I apologize, Father Lumberjack. <laughs> Please do not apologize. That's my that's what my church preaches. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. That's <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, people <laughs> on Twitter, somebody I can't find it said that he should be Father Carmine. Remember him, yeah. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Father Carmine. <laughs> That's a good Tremendous. one. Uh, what do we have to talk about, Mike? We have a lot to talk about. We've talked about nothing. So uh, every, everything's everything's uh, building the WrestleMania. I actually put together a list yesterday. There's 75 events taking place in Orlando next week. Wow. Between the different between the different WWE events and Access, the Hall of Fame. Wait, don't forget I- this one, Radio Row. Will you stop? Don't forget Radio Row. You got to yeah. do the stop and chat. Let's go. We're- when they invite me, I'll talk about Radio Row. How about you, that? You? What about me? Jeez. I'm, I'm like on an island. I'm, I'm hanging out with Revis on the old Revis Island. I'm on the old Revis Island. But again, so they well, got a list of events. You know the old saying. What? You know, you know why you're not at Radio Row? It's the old saying that they say in the locker room. Guests come to Taz. Taz does not go to guests. Ah, I've heard that somewhere. I think uh, the new Father Lumberjack said that on the show yesterday, to your point, Mike. Yes. I like Father Lumberjack. I, I kind of like it. I think Mike Johnson comes on here. He's and the creativity us, just he starts is, He's flowing. giving us good moment, Okay, which is a staple on the show now. Good moment. It's a staple. He really is. And now you're just giving us Father Lumberjack. It's you should be. You know what? We should give you, Mike, the opportunity to be the writer of the Taz Show, senior vice president of creative control. You could be like a Dave Lagana, Brian Gerwitz, but different. What do you think? Oh, what does it pay? <laughs> I don't think he liked it. 
What does it pay? <laughs> oh, the rates go up once you're the rider. It's insane. Dude. Five times zero, right? Dude, they're putting money into the show. Look, they put a window in for me. Come on, what are you kidding me? I'm I kidding. know. This is big bucks here. What are you talking about? Pretty soon they're gonna. It's pretty soon they're gonna open the window, let some pigeons in, and then they'll put take the <laughs> take Father Lumberjack and throw him out of the window. Oh! <laughs> Bird <Kate. laughs> It's all right. He'll rise seven days later. It'll be great. So, Mike, I talked, early, I talked earlier about uh, Jim Cornette inducting the, the uh, Rockwell Hall Express into the Hall Oh, I love it. I think it's love great. It. I, I, I put over WWE and I put over Cornette. Both of them need to be put over. That Cornette would do this for his friends who deserve it, the Express. And WWE allowing him the opportunity to do this. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, I love Jim Cornette. Uh, he's one of like to me, he's one of the defining personalities that me, helped me fall in love with pro wrestling to begin with. Yes. Um, and if there was ever going to be a moment for Jim to come back after like 15 years of not working or help working with or being associated with WWE, it would be to induct Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson to begin with. The fact the Rock and Roll Express are even going into the Hall of Fame is mind blowing because other than a, a short run in the in the early in the early mid 90s, they I doubt they've had 12 matches under a WWE umbrella. I don't think that, hold on, but Mike, I I think you know, if you really think about this, I don't think that matters. I've heard talks when I worked in WWE that they're not, they've always wanted to uh, put people in that even had nothing to do with the WWE. You know what I mean? I I really believe that's a, uh, it's not, Vince McMahon, I've heard the man say it. He, he, I don't want to misquote him, I'll just paraphrase, you know, he wanted the Hall of Fame to kind of uh, embody and encompass the industry, uh, the history of wrestling, not just WWF, WWWF, or WWE, WWE talents. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, that doesn't that part didn't surprise me. Uh, but because um, this, this, there are several, there is several guys that were not really part of uh, you know WWE, right or wrong? No, no, absolutely. But you know, and, and it's good that they are because at this point they're the architects when it comes to protecting wrestling history. That's right. If they don't. I know, so every now and then I'll get an email from somebody upset. Oh, I'm. I don't like that they have the NWA library or the world class library. And and I always respond. I go, who else is going to take care of it? That's right. Who else is going to put it in a climate controlled environment and, and and take the tapes and digitize them and make them available for the masses for what really is a small fee for the amount of access that you get to the old footage like they're the only ones who have the time the energy and the money to be able to do this i like i love last year when they added the legacy inductees you know they added like six or seven talents who let's face it they were never going to be inducted as a specific uh inductee as part of the hall of fame because quite honestly you're not going to be able to do a luthez induction and i don't think while, while wrestlers might appreciate it, and people like you and me that love the history of wrestling would appreciate it, the average kid watching is going to kind of scratch their head and go, who's Luthez right. and why isn't he here? Right. So I like that they've added the legacy inductees. I love whenever they bring in somebody, like a couple of years ago, when they had the Freebirds in. It's great. That was as much a tribute to the world-class promotion as anything else. Absolutely. And, and they gave them a big platform. I mean, it was great uh, how long that on, on the induction in the induction ceremony. I mean, I don't remember how long those two guys... Um, yeah, I and, 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 and P.S. Hayes were talking forever. It was great. It was hilarious. 
Yeah, I think it was one of the best inductions they've ever done because yeah. it was entertaining, it was fun, it brought up a lot of history, and they told some great stories. You know, in a similar vein, I look at the Rock and Roll Express as kind of like when WWE put in the the Horsemen yeah. in Miami. Yeah. These were guys who were not defined by WWE, yep. but their history is so important. How do you tell the story of the business without them? And so I'm glad that the Rock and Rolls are going in. Plus, I think Morton and Gibson, they kind of deserve the rub. I, I think they're, they're kind of like guys like Eddie Gilbert or Dick Murdoch who they were hot in a certain era but once things went national the the the, the audience of today never really got to see how Dude, great they their, are their in-ring so style their in-ring style they were kind of pioneer you know, they, the way they blew their comeback and stuff the way their in-ring ability their, their athleticism uh, especially you know uh, especially um Ricky Morton, like uh, being undersized. I mean, they were kind of ahead of their time. I mean, they, I know there were several teams that did the rock and roll thing. I don't know who did it first. I know they did it before Gennetti and, uh, and and HPK, right? And the rock and roll RPMs were after uh, the Express, right? Remember rock and roll? It was RPMs? Rock, it, it, the rock and rolls are kind of an offshoot of the fabulous ones, right? Right. And right, then right. and then the Midnight Express came from that, and then the Midnight Rockers obviously came later. Midnight and Rock, the Rock yeah. RPM, RPMs guys like later, that. Right? Oh, no. Texas. I'm popping for the RPMs reference. That's good. Why? You don't think I know my history? What do you, you think you do? I know you do, but I, last thing I thought when I woke up this morning was I'm, we're going to talk to the Rock and Roll RPMs. Oh, yeah. A little buck zoom off his... Well, he was a different... He wasn't the RPMs. That's all another story. But I remember all those guys in that... Uh, and they were AWA, and then they did uh, yeah. World Class. No, I loved all that stuff back in the day, uh, for sure. I, whenever that stuff... Uh, like even on a network, I'll go on a network. I'll watch all AWA, and like you said about the NWA, I love watching that stuff. And to your point about Vince McMahon, you know the thing is with Vince, you know, and I've said this a while ago here on the show that um, he that's a big deal to him. That to, you hit it on the head, you hit the nail on the head. It's a big deal to him that that he feels he is responsible to keep the legacy of the history of the business, the legacy of the business, I should say, intact for the next generation. And I believe that um, he still feels that way. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I'm pretty much guaranteeing that Vince feels that way. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. So because he is keeping it, in <laughs> he is keeping it intact. You know what I mean? Well, if he if he doesn't do it, nobody's going to do it. So I'm glad that they are. That's right. That is correct. And I think Vince knows that. And I got to tell you, uh, when the day comes that Triple H and Stephanie are running the company, or Shane, whoever is going to be in charge, once Vince goes off into the pastures or whatever, and he's done, done, which I don't know will be ever. You know, the man's so passionate still. Uh, I, I I'm pretty much guaranteeing it. I think that Triple H and and Stephanie and Shane, whoever's running the ship, will be the same way. They'll keep the history. And their respect for the business. I'm working with those people and knowing them, they, they will do that. Well, I think, you know, you, to bring it back to the Cornette thing, in the last couple of years, the Hall of Fame Triple H has been very involved in that. And one of the things that I think he's done, and this is probably by design, but if not, it's a great byproduct, is getting people who, let's say, their fires outside of WWE, kind of using the Hall of Fame as, as the vehicle or the platform to kind of squash some of these old grudges or fires. Look at Ultimate Warrior. Look at Bruno Sammartino. These are guys who are very critical of the company at different points, may have had uh, actionable legal 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 legally actionable claims against the company at different points may have made accusations about the company but you bring them back into the fold you kind of calm the waters a little bit and i kind of look at cornet the same way because cornet's been very critical of different personalities and different things that the company has done and by having jim come back it's kind of their way to open up the door yep. to perhaps more business with jim and, and having him get a little bit more involved in 
uh, being utilized when they do documentaries and things like that about the history of the business and kind of bringing him back in and saying, hey, it's a different world, it's a different generation, it's a different time, and maybe kind of calming the war- calming the issues between the two. Maybe. I mean, I think Jim is a guy who stands on his own, and if he has an opinion, he's going to stick to it. But yeah, I could see something like that happening. So wait a minute, I want to back up a little bit, Mike. If we could just back up a second. So were you saying or implying the fact that if one is critical of WWE programming that there's a chance you will not be inducted in their Hall of Fame? Is that what you said? No. Oh, okay. I'm saying no. All right, no problem. problem. You're saying Don't worry, you're going to go in one day. No, no, me, who am I? No. Not me. Uh -uh, Not happening. No, 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 no. I I mean, uh, Father Lumberjack's going to give you this great induction speech. And then you're going to come out, and you're going to suplex him off the stage. It's going to be great. If if I ever were to be put in there, Hall of Fame, I'd be honored. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to be. But if I ever was, I can assure you, uh, no disrespect to you, Father Lumberjack, you would not be inducting me. But I don't uh, even know if I'd get an invite. Uh, you probably wouldn't get an invite. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get him tickets to the freaking Barclays Center. Um, <laughs> I didn't try, let's be honest. <laughs> but, but, it's like his elite account. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it is guys. like his elite account. But you know what, Mike? It might be pretty good, actually. I think people would be shocked on two levels. If I was invited to be going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame and I had you, Mike Johnson, induct me in the Hall of Fame, that would be actually pretty cool. That would be a good moment. <laughs> well said. Would you would you do it for me or would you want to if do it? If you if you if you wanted me to do that, I'd say you're crazy and you should get someone much more important than me, but I would do it for you if that's what you wanted. Why? I don't I don't I, Hey, it's pretty well documented. I don't have a lot of friends in the wrestling business. So who else am I going to ask? I'm down to basically you. I figured Johnny Rods. No. I have nothing against nope. Johnny. I haven't talked to him in ages. Why why Johnny? Cuz Johnny's in the Hall of Fame. I know that. And Johnny was I, my original trainer. I know that. I actually, actually, you know who should do it? You, like you know who should I do it? know that. What? Who, 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 who? Sabu. Ah, that'd be Because he's great. so verbose. I, 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 well, I, I actually would love it if Sabu did it. Sabu's not big into cutting promos. He inducted his uncle in the Hall of Fame, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Him and yeah, Van, he him and Rob Van, Van Well, he and Rob Van Dam did together. They kind of did that Jay and Silent Bob thing. <laughs> I was Rob talked a lot and Sabu said, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I know. They're funny. It was awesome. So maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. You know what? Uh, what? Heyman would be good for you. Uh, um, I don't think I Heyman also, want to do it. Nah, you know what? I'm I not going think, in. I'm not going. You're in. going in one day. No, nah, stop. I'm not. I'm not tall one enough. One day. One day they're gonna run New York. I'm or, not tall enough. I like how Mike. I like how Mike says it so condescending. Like, no, one day you'll go in. One day they'll run New York. Like, <laughs> it's got to be like the perfect storm for you, Taz, to get in. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's yeah, so just have to align, guys, dude. It's so left hand compliment. I love it. No, it's stop that. So you don't put words in my mouth. I'm no, not left hand complimenting dude, you, you. You talk to too many. All right, I'm going to give you what you want. Okay. No, no, you... you're not going to go in. <laughs> they don't like you. You're too short. They didn't push you. They made. They dressed you like a. Guy working in a gas station. They didn't they do it. The Polish finisher. I remember all this stuff. Don't even start with me, dude. You want to be? You want me to bury you? I'll just bury you, okay? No, why are you burying me, sir? I didn't. Ask because that's what you want. No. I'm trying to compliment 
on you. I'm trying to tell you you had a hell of a career. You're a hell of a guy. You're important, and you're like, no, no. The next thing out of your mouth's gonna be that's a Todd oh. Gordon compliment. <laughs> it's a left-handed compliment. It's what you do. Oh my God. No one cares. Let Listen me see nice me. things about you for once. Listen to me. Listen to me, sir. Listen Jeez. You obviously are having a problem at Heated home. Moment. <laughs> you're having a problem at home, and you can hopefully you get that fixed. <laughs> Would you like to come in for so marriage counseling? You can come I offer. The father lumberjack can help you. You cut a promo. I'm gonna show up and kiss the ring. Please, father, help me. I see how it is. Just for that outburst, you are not inducting me in the Hall of Fame. Okay, just for that, you just blew it, Johnson. Um, not at all. No, as far as the gas station outfit, I talked about that. That wasn't their fault. That was my doing, not theirs. I wanted to dress like a gas station guy. I didn't know I was doing that. I, I wanted to dress like a gas station guy. I didn't say I was like thinking that, but that's how it came off. Oh, God. Mike Johnson. Man, your inner voice came out, son. God. Did they at least license that? Did you at least make some merch money off of that outfit? I have no comment. So, right. listen to me. Listen to me. You're going in the Hall of Fame one day. Thank Admit you. it and let it go. Thank you. God, and I like Todd Gordon. Why are you saying something bad? Why not? I didn't say nothing. You once told me I gave you a Todd Gordon left-handed compliment. It was an inside air. joke. I know. Todd would know the joke. It's an I'm throwing it back joke. at you. See, you, that's the problem with you, Mike. That's why people don't like you, okay? Because you have outbursts. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. You can just tell how everybody loves me. I'm part of the family in the uh, beginning of the segment. No, uh, it's over, okay? And and no one oh. likes you because you're mean, you're nasty, you're aggressive, you're hollering. You just I just tried to get on my Elite account. That's disabled all of a sudden, so I don't know oh. what happened. That's yeah. Miracles. That's the father over there. Is there anything else going on? I have the I, same I, problem. I know. Is there anything else going on, Mike, besides you yelling you're at going, me? You're going to the Hall of Fame one year. Do you want to apologize? I'm not sorry. I apologize there. for nothing. I'm sorry. You think I'm going in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I Absolutely. Don't think, I don't think I am. I in, in, all, in all seriousness, yes. in all seriousness, okay. you had a hell of a career. Thank you. You were a hell of a talker. You main evented pay-per-views. You were the world champion of a company. You had iconic moments, whether it's you and Sabu standing at the ring in November to remember. You went off the st off uh, suplex off the, uh, off the off the ring through the ramp with Bam Bam. You went yes. through the ring with Bam Bam. You won the world title in, 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 in convincing fashion against Shane. You had that amazing moment against Kurt Angle at Royal Rumble two, 2000. And I'm quite frankly, I'm tired of putting you over because everybody <laughs> knows you're a Hall of Fame guy. But yeah, but you, you, you're really not done. Uh, you, you really, no, you, Dennis, he didn't mention. Like, I got his announcing career. My broadcasting career was actually. Well, there's good. that too. And the yeah. fact that you're, a hell of, you're, you're an award winning uh, announcer now, radio broadcaster. I am. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm awesome. And you didn't even ask me what my off-the-hook would be this week. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Go ahead, Dennis, please. Handle this with him. Mike, what would your off-the-hook be? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this because of the previous conversation. How about this? Young Bucks against the 1995 Sabu Taz wow. team. That's a hell of a match right That's there. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That That's is a really good. good match. Dennis, maybe you could ask... Mike on air nicely to give you an elite account. He used to do that for the captain. Remember the captain? He used to do it for him. Maybe you could talk to him about this real quick before we I wrap up with Mike. You know, Mike, I would love if you could if you could hook a father up. Hook a lumberjack up. Hook a fatherly lumberjack up. I would you love You realize my own father doesn't get a free account, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not your father, I'm the father. That is true. Father of Email the me and we'll work something out. <laughs> Mike, you are Include too your kind. credit card information will yeah, definitely yeah, work. Yeah. Anthony, can I borrow yours? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony can have an account. Why didn't you just ask? Oh, oh, I see how it is. You know, Mike, you really got to take care of the crew here. They take care of you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Email me. Well, Dennis, email me later. We'll work something out. Thank you, Mike. You are beyond kind. Mm, that's great. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. All right, Mike, uh, is there any uh, scuttlebutt, any news before I wrap you up and you do your 10-minute plug? No, I just want I know we've been joking around here and having fun, I, and you may have mentioned it earlier. I just want to send prayers out to Jim Ross and his family right mm. now. Um, he, he mentioned his wife was in, a, was in an accident. She's in surgery. Uh, I just... Good woman, good man. I, I I hope nothing but the best of the family. I uh, I text Jr. I saw that. I did not bring it up on my show here. Um, I uh, you know, I hope everything's okay. I hope everything's going to be okay. It sounds like it's a little rough, and yeah, you know, thoughts and prayers. Uh, we shall see. Um, but I I did before the show. I did sh- shoot Jr. A text, and I got a reply. So um, we, we shall see. I mean, hopefully, uh, yeah. you know, say a prayer, and we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah, so that's all. Best wishes to the family; they're good people. Absolutely. Um, so I, Mike. that's it. I want to thank everybody just for having me on. You can check out. You know, I don't want to do the regular plugs. I feel it's kind of disrespectful to Jim. You, yeah. you all know where you can find me. Everybody knows all about the site. I thank everybody for having us and uh, talking, having me on the show, and uh, I'm always blessed by that. So, Taz, I just want to say thank you for that. You got it, pal. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for lo- for yelling at me, and I appreciate that. Um, okay. I'm trying to be, you know, like Rudy. I'm trying to give you the motivational speech, sir. Yep, I know, I know. All right, my friend. All right, you'll never be back again. Uh, thank you. And that's it. Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, his face. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a have a good week, everybody. Take care, brother. Be good. Right good there, moment. Mike Johnson. Good moment. Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, PW Insider Report. Mike Johnson, yes. We're going to go to break right now. Other side of break. Other side of break. Other side of break. Uh, we're going to try and do another SOSM. Last, yesterday, it sucked. We will also get to the phones are burning up. Uh, Got to continue to talk a little bit of Raw. We'll probably be on Facebook Live. Yes, we will be on Facebook Live on the other side of break. Taz Show. Be right back. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, nobody comes back from break like me. Smooth, man. Ah, it's like, it's like a. Just like an old guy rolling over the side, just drinking on some cold beer, smoking a pipe, vaping. Ah! I come back from break. And I'm back. Me and Father Lumberjack. So, um, we're on Facebook Live right now. All the jobbers on there are happy. They get their 30 minutes of fun and blow off the rest of the show. Typical. But I love them. They know that. I'll get back to them in a little while. Meantime, the phones have been jammed up like a pack of hemorrhoids the whole show. Some raw scuttlebutt here have been talking. We had Mike Johnson on earlier. He screamed at me and yelled at me for no reason. He's obviously got anger issues. But he has no friends. Nasty. It was weird because he was putting you over but yelling at you at the same time. Like I, that's how I grew up. <laughs> My mother used to do that to me. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Ah, what are you going to do? Nothing, uh, nothing else you can really uh, 
Nothing you can say about it. So I'm going to get to the phones here in a sec. Like I said, got people on off the hook. We're on a gimmick chat also. I haven't even gone on there. <clears throat> it's, um, it's a very busy show. Hey, let's go to Sal uh, over there in Brooklyn. Uh, you're on the Taz show. What's up, pal? Oh, how you doing? I just wanted to say, I feel that that guy, Lumberjack's really bringing down the show. I mean, Really? Tell me. Do tell. How? He won't, he won't apologize to you. Right. I mean, you got to get rid of this guy. You think so? Well, actually, between you and me, Sal, we've been looking for his replacement. He doesn't know. No one else knows. But we've been really trying to find another producer because we all actually hate him, to be honest with you. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Anything that's else you all, got, Sal? That's all I What's really on? got to say. You got to get rid of this guy and bring in a girl or something, something to look at. Sal, you got nothing else? That's it? No, that's all. Have a blessed one. Hold on, Sal. I have a question for you. Sal. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why did you tell the call screen you had WrestleMania predictions? I'm just curious, why? Didn't tell the call screen that. Oh, I don't know. We can, can you hang on a second? You mind hold on? Sure. Okay, hang on. All right. Uh, can we? You come in here, please, uh, cowboy. This is this is how we get down to the bottom of things, right here. This is how we get down to the bottom of things. Sal, you there, right? Yeah. Hold on, Paisan. Where in Brooklyn are you from, there, bro? Bay Ridge. Oh, I used to have family over there. Hang on. Hold on. We're not, we're not going to put you on hold. Just hang on. We're going uh, to have Cowboy come in. He's the call screener. And uh, Cowboy's um, he's a New York guy, too, Sal. He's from Harlem. So he's a New York guy. He's not a Brooklyn guy like us. But uh, let's see. We're, we're trying to work on getting the headsets going here. It's just CBS Radio, Sal. We're a little slow. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, so we'll see. Because it's interesting. We're trying to have things done the right way with the call screening. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Cowboy. Uh, you, so you've spoken to Sal before, correct? Yeah. Okay, please, sir. Talking to the mic. And what did Sal uh, want to talk about on the show today? Uh, definitely wasn't about... Uh Dennis. Firing Dennis. No, no. It was WrestleMania predictions? I mean, that's what the note says. Yeah. Sal, would you like to rebuttal to uh, to him? He must. This guy's been making mistakes all week. Come on, Taz. Who are you going to believe, me or this guy, Cowboy? <laughs> actually, Cowboy, I'm going to believe. Uh, but Sal, he, ha- he actually is very good. I mean, I mean, he's no handsome Johnny yet. Test one, too. But he's getting there. You know, he's trying. You know what I mean, Sal? Sal, well, I want to know who's going to... That's between you and him. What's that's that? Between, I'm a long-time listener, Taz. I support the show. I have half your shirts. <laughs> I mean, the guy... <laughs> but not all of them. Wait, Sal, Sal, hold on. I'll spit. You got half my he's shirts. In he's in cahoots with everybody else, and they're going to do a spinoff show like everybody else that works for you. Well, he has a good point on that. I, with Sal, I believe there's a lot of collusion going on. I believe... I agree with Sal on that. Sal, the most important question is, why do you not have... All of my shirts and hats. Why just half? Well, it's one shirt I'm not buying. That's the Lumberjack shirt. Well, I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. Lumberjack get more heat than a monster in a Godzilla movie. We've seen this. Sal, uh, we'll put you on hold. I'll send you a free shirt. Man. You don't need that guy. He's bringing you down. Well, Sal makes a good point. Actually, Sal, you're right. I don't need any of these people. But I do like Cowboy. Um, so, Cowboy, do you owe him an apology? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sal, listen. I'm right to your face, Taz. You're a former multi-time world champion. The guy's looking you straight in the eye and lying. <laughs> he asked if you needed yeah, an apology, and Cowboy funny. said no. What's, what's he lying about? And it Sal because it's not funny. <laughs> it's like you always say, lying and laughing. He's lying and laughing. He's lying and laughing. Yep. Well, I don't know. I mean, this kid here, uh, Cowboy, looks like a pretty sincere guy. But, Sal, you're a Brooklyn guy. No way a guy from Brooklyn would lie. Listen, bro, thanks for calling the show, kid. Thank you. Take care. That went well. Uh, Cowboy, uh, how are you? What is that humming, hissing sound, the pissy? What's going on? It's his mic? Oh, it's that. Yes. No, no, it's not you. Please. 
Please. <laughs> Is there anything you have to say of importance, Cowboy? Uh, I don't. I have no idea what he was talking about. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the Tash show. We have people that call the show, and they, they, you know, he's a longtime listener. He knew a lot of the inside baseball turns of the show. Okay. Sal from Brooklyn. I, I, I remember him calling once or twice. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, he's an opinion, opinionated Brooklyn guy, and uh, he wants Dennis fired. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Between uh, you and me. That's subjective. <laughs> subjective. <laughs> All right, uh, Cowboy, you, you cowboy. seem uncomfortable, which means you should stay for the rest of the segment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you have work to do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, please get so back to work, work, sir. Good <laughs> talking to you. Cowboy. There it is. Get back to work, boy. Give me a beat. All right, that's it. So that's what's going on right there. We got a lot of stuff going on here. Almost wrapping the show up. We got to try and get SOSM in. I got... Oh, thank God I have my passport. I was able to... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that yesterday, bro? <laughs> the passport gimmick with, with Kendrick... What are they doing, bro? Come on. What are we doing here? Seriously. What are we doing? And it's it, like put two and two together. How did if if he's got a passport, how did he get here? I, and then I, how did he leave without it? I'm trying to not I'm watching this segment yesterday where Kendrick is talking about Kazawa. Tazawa, I should say, about his um his passport. And I'm trying not to come on my show the next day and rip the writers. But come on. What are we doing, guys? I mean, that, we, we're sitting around in a, in, a, in a meeting for two, three days, writing the show, coming up with that story? The passport? Come on. Come on. That's not good. That's not good. It's not. I don't know anybody who liked that. I mean, I didn't talk to a bunch of people about it, but I, I'm assuming. <laughs> I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> I didn't talk to anyone, but I don't know anyone who liked it. <laughs> no, really, dude, that was like, are we on Facebook Live, by the way? Yes. I feel like we're not. Are you sure we are? This, oh, we are. This is my favorite my favorite thing every day. It happens all the time. I, you ask it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we are. Dude, I've been, I don't see it. Is it on there? Yes. Well, I'm trying to find it so I could... Ladies and gentlemen, hold on a second, please. I'm trying to find it so I could communicate with some of the people on Facebook Live. Oh, there it is. All right. I'm not joking. It happens every all the time. Day. There's a little button called refresh. I need to utilize that. That's the problem uh, right there. Hey, uh, Chairman in L.A., uh, what's going on, buddy? Taz, Lumberjack, my favorite people in the world. I love you all. What's up, bro? I just wanted to say, uh, is it too late for me to, to, to name these owls? Or the, the owl <laughs> no. from uh, the TNT? The Impact Wrestling Owl, please, sir. Uh, you name it. Okay, so I, I got an idea here. So since it's a male owl, his name is Dick Charlie Carter. So for oh, short, his name is... Dick C. Carter. That's actually pretty good right there. That's the uh, chair, man. Very creative guy. You get it? Dick yeah, C. Yeah. Dick Charlie Carter, right? That's the name? Yeah. That's actually a pretty good name yeah, for an I, I, <laughs> I got another one just in, case, just in case you guys don't like that one. I got another one. What is it? Alberto Del Rio. Oh. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> Alberto yeah. Del Rio. Two for awesome. two. It's a chair, man. Brings the creativity. That's money right there, bro. Um, You know what they say, chair, man. Keep your day job. (laughs) What else is going on, my brother? What's up? Man, I'm getting getting real frustrated with the fans at the... uh uh, at the shows, like thinking they can just chant whatever they want, like yes. chanting CM Punk. Imagine if you were wrestling and then they started chanting like for a wrestler that's not even there anymore. Like, yeah. uh, this is ridiculous. 
No, I, it, it's it, it is gets to a point where there's a little. This someone tweeted that earlier. I can't recall who, but it is a little disrespectful for sure. Um, it's 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 tougher, I think, today for uh, Chan Man for the wrestlers of this day and age because this, like we were, there were page chants, a page, you know, it's it's because of the social media, the power of social media, and that there's just so much information out there of current wrestlers and stuff that's going on or whatever, and so they, they it's it's all out there, no matter if it's true or not true, so people can just gravitate to it and chant it or just to make put the attention on themselves, you know, and it does. It does, as a viewer watching, it gets to the point like, right, I, I got it. You can't see him punk. Why? Okay, enough. Like, you know, I know for what? Just to, you think that's really going to throw Triple H off or piss him off? I mean, really, you think yeah. it's going to piss off Stephanie? It's not. I mean, it's like, just to, so you, you chant it? I mean, you know, I also think that a little bit of it, not that, not that um, WWE should uh, hang their hat on this, but if you put on strong, powerful matches... And you match make the right way and really kick ass with that, you're gonna prevent people from chanting anything else but watching and being engulfed in the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an important thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think they need to do a better job of that. Um, so that's the deal. Chairman, I gotta run, bro. Thanks, man. Thank you. Love you all. All right, Chairman. Take care, pal. Take care. That's a chairman in LA right there. Yeah. So uh yeah. That's the deal. Back to the passport. Bro, like, I've, you know, I don't, I, I, I sat there and I'm like, first when he pulled the passport out. It took him 12 minutes. I was confused because I'm thinking, I thought for a minute, I'm like, well, I have a passport. Mine's navy blue and it's got the U.S. seal on it. I, I was a little confused. It was a Japanese passport. Like, so he lifted the passport like Tom Brady's jersey. I just think I don't feel that story. Like, I just don't, you know. I'm trying to see here on the Facebook Live if anybody's interacting about this. Um, it's, uh, I'm looking at it already on here. It's the blue thumbs ups are coming up right now. Let me give you thoughts here on the passports there on the, uh, on the uh, Facebook Live. Tell me what you guys think. I mean, I'm curious. In the meantime, I'm going to talk to Colin in Pennsylvania. Colin in Pennsylvania, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, pal? Okay, Taz, one American moment. What up, bud? Yeah, this little—I got a couple things. I wanted to say one thing before I got to my questions. Yes, sir. Uh, Tom Brady, man, yeah, I got to bury him. Bury him, please. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, I think it was last week, you were talking about him having a food company. Oh yeah, uh, he's hacking he, uh, Blue Apron, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Yeah, well, guess what? I ordered a souffle from him. It was deflated when I cooked <laughs> it. <laughs> Did he take the balls and order the yes. equipment guy to alter them? Good job, Colin. Yes. Are you a Steeler fan? Oh, yeah, I'm a summer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, bro. How are you? Oh, yeah, us AFC fans, we hate the Patriots. I love it. We all yeah, can agree I, on I that. Things, but it has to be on, uh, you know, the the explicit five gimmick. Maybe yeah, I don't know the name of it either. We're trying to figure it out. E5VV. No, B. Close. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we got it. What else is up, Colin? Uh, I had off the hooks and then uh, a little comment. Go. Uh, my off the hook. I wanted to have uh, Sami Zayn versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I think would be an amazing. Uh, I think match. that'd be badass right there. Sami Zayn uh, did a good job in his promo last night. You know, uh, with Stephanie and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a little crazy. He came right out after Stephanie just fired Mick in the character realm. It'd be a pretty ballsy thing to come out after she just fired Mick. Now you're gonna get fired. It's not Sami's fault, yeah. but uh, maybe the same guy who wrote that wrote the thing about the passport. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, continue. Yeah, and uh, about the 
the Emelina thing I wanted to talk about. I was liking the sort of gimmick you were going with uh, SOSM. I felt it felt sort of like maybe a hack alert for WWE this time. Like the Emelina, you kept like saying going to be here. It's here this week. It's here today. It's here yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Come on, come on. And then, you know. You, you mean SOSM? Yeah, that's SOSM. Yeah, but there's no time today, bro. I know you want to hear it, but there's, I don't think today's going to have time. Dennis, I'm sorry. That's not going to have time, yeah. Last little thing, Taz. Last little thing. Yeah. You get a chance to to look at Wikipedia for yeah. Taz. Hmm. I had I had to say it, man. They got your name wrong on Wikipedia. Just say Mike Taruki Junior. I'm, I'm a senior. No, a ju- oh. no. If you look it up, I have I have it saved on my phone. I'll tweet it out to you. Your name is like Peter. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Who the hell's name would be Peter? Give me a break. All right, well, Colin, thank you very much, pal. Have a good one, guys. Take care, pal. There you go, Colin in Pennsylvania. Another Tom Brady hater. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm looking here on uh, Facebook Live. A lot of people chatting up. Everybody's going crazy, running amok. Uh, Robert Benjamin Griffin said, we still haven't we still haven't done SOSM yet. Uh, yeah, we're trying to get there. It's just been busy. It's been a busy show. I mean, I want to do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. I just don't, you know, it's running late on time. Mr. GQ in New York, we're on the Taz Show. Yeah, what's going on, Taz? How you doing, man? Good, GQ. What's up? Oh, and also, um, may Christ be with you, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Holy One. And also with you. <laughs> now, I uh, I was listening earlier and uh, see that uh, that the Lumberjack was having a problem. He uh, It's not going over in any of the off-the-hooks that he's involved in. Yes. Um, you I'll got one that uh, I will? He's basically getting his ass yeah, kicked in bad. every one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. How about, how about I also, oh, uh, by the way, Taz, uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, Eddie Lacy. That's a good pick. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I like the Eddie Lacy. I'm down, I'm yes. down, I'm down. You threw me um, off. You went to the NFL chat. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, I had to think for me. Whoa, 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 Professor. You're like, whoa. Yeah, I'm continue. everywhere. Yeah, I'm doing the electric and all. I'm just uh, everywhere. Uh, um, now, now, Dennis, I think you'll be able to come out and, and do this. Being that you're an audio producer, how about it's the Lumberjack Dennis Jones going against the anonymous Raw general manager? The anonymous? But who is it? That's tough to lose. Well, it's the computer. It's the computer. I oh, guess. the computer. Ah, uh, no, he'll lose to that. Too. <laughs> he'll do well, the job to the computer. Well, I mean, he's not that good with his fades yet, I guess. Well, they're going to get Anthony up here. Speaking of fades, let's see what Anthony, uh, the, the video director, thinks. Hey, Ant, how do you think that Dennis would do fighting a computer? He would still lose. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. All right. All right, guys, I got to go. I got to get back to work. Uh, you take care, bro. I appreciate it. Everybody's working. Everybody's doing stuff. They're calling the Taz show. People are working. It's part of your daily life. That's what we do here. You break. Come on. You don't think I could beat the, the Raw GM? <sighs> no, dude. No. I don't, I don't think, think so. I could either, actually. No, because that because WWE's going to book it, and they're going to go over You're going to do the job. I've lived it. Trust me. You're not going to win. I would trip on my shoe as I go to pin it, and I would fumble, and the computer would end up on top of me. And Richie, the trambler said lumberjack equals the greatest producer ever dot 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 basically except who that's anthony's fake uh facebook oh, account about the captain <laughs> he said since the captain almost basically he's saying buy a hat he's burying you speaking of hats um you can don't forget go to clothesline um i i, I don't know if they're doing a pre-order on those rover hats or not I've heard there's some more. I don't know. Because there was another, like, hundreds of Rover black and orange They were hats. very popular. Yeah. When, when The next batch, there'll be no orange available, just the black and orange, the black front. I'm not wearing it now. 
But uh, over at Clothesline, I don't know if you could pre-order it, but I've been hearing that some people are ordering them. I guess they're pre-ordering. I don't know what's going on. So I probably shouldn't have said nothing about it. A lot of thumbs up on Facebook Live. <laughs> people loving me right now. I love you, too. I love everybody in this world. You know that. Uh, David Levy says, Rover Hats Jones. Yes, he gets it. He understands right away. In Taz, we trust. That's Manuel Leal. Yes, agreed, agreed. Uh, Lyle Martin said, E5LB would be nice. Uh, this thing's going too fast. Would be nice. <laughs> but CBS doesn't have a dilute to pay Taz. There you go. <laughs> No, they have the loot. They choose <laughs> yeah, not to give it yeah, to me. There's a difference between yeah. not having it and choosing not to use it. They have it. Believe me. They have it. They just choose not to give it to me. That's what it is. Lee Patan uh, on the Facebook Live says, good day from Australia. Good day, Lee, mate. Yes. Good day. Yes, good day. Overlock Rover in Australia. Yeah, they're running amok all over the world. Uh, we even got Lloyd in Mississippi. He's on the phone on the Taz show. What's up, Lloyd? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Lumberjack. Good moment, Good Lloyd. Moment. I just wanted to give my off the hooks for today. Yes, sir. Well, um, after Lumberjack stumbles his way to victory over the Shockmaster <laughs> early in the night, yes. he's offered an opportunity to be in the first ever and probably last ever man meat extravaganza <laughs> money in the bank match. That's actually pretty good. Now, in the case, hold on, wait, wait. In the case, should be a bunch of raw meats, cooked meats. There should be some um, salami, salamis, uh, supersad. You being from Mississippi, don't know what supersad is. Uh, yeah. Do you know what supersad is? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> it's like a you know it's dry you know dried salami to stick. Right. Right. A supersad is one that just has more fat in it. Oh, uh, basically. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah. It's it's, it's real. It's actually thing. really good. Yeah, it's very unhealthy for you. Oh uh, yeah. Cured meat Jones. Yeah. So you're saying we have the we have the case above the ring. Uh-huh. Man meat. What's it called? Name of the match. Man meat extravaganza. Money in the bank match. I actually like that. With cured meats in the, yeah, in the case. It would be a glass case, meat. like a deli counter. That's actually pretty funny. Exactly. And he'd be facing gorgeous George, exotic Adrian Street. Adorable Adrian Adonis. Is this because of the homosexual feel? Because he talks about no, man meat no, on his no, chest? No, of course not. No, no. Oh, no, no not, not at all. all. Not at all. Okay. No. Are Billy and Chuck in this match as well? Hey, absolutely. Chuck oh. Palumbo <laughs> and Billy Gunn. Oh. And then last but not least, Dalton Castle. <laughs> Dude, Lloyd, you are in Mississippi. M I S S I S S I P P I. That's right. You're damn right. All right, now I appreciate you calling, buddy. Thank you, guys. You Take have a great day. Appreciate you, all you do. Take care, buddy. Look at that right there, spelling champ in high school. That was impressive. You see that? Senior year, bro, captain of the football team, lead trumpeteer, and spelling champ. One of those is not true. <laughs> you didn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is not true. I can't spell worth a sh- Okay, I'm telling you that right now. I can't. William uh, Gravely says on Facebook Live, Southport Regional Wrestling. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I tweeted it, put them over, tagged as many as I could fit in the tagging that were in it. Cena, Gallows, Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm a big fan. I like it. I hope they keep doing it. Seven-minute gimmick. I think it's good. Um, Yeah. So, uh, no time for SOS Sam. Show's just about over. It really sucks. Mm. I mean, one more call for the day. Uh, Garrick in Chicago, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, Taz? Good moment. Good moment, sir. I got a quick question. I got a quick comment. Go. First, I got some heat with you. You remember, like, last week or two weeks ago, you said uh, Denzel Washington was overrated. Yeah. I, I think Robert, 
Robert De Niro is overrated. Oh, my friend, how could you even you you can't even compare the history of both these men, the success they've had. They're both highly successful, but Robert De Niro is he's he's uh, I don't know his amount of awards he's won. Maybe we can find out. He's a higher, more decorated actor than than Denzel Washington. Mm. Different generation, though. In defense to Denzel, different generation, though, Gary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, De Niro's been around a lot longer than, you know, than, uh, <coughs> excuse me, than Denzel, you know? I-, I wasn't, like, hating on Denzel. I just I just think he's overrated. I just think, uh, you know. I-, I feel like you put him down. I feel like. Oh, no, no. I'm not denying the fact that I put him down. I, I wanted to put him down. But that's, <laughs> I did. But that's just my opinion, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the guy's not a good actor. I just think it's a little bit too much hype on the guy. I guess. Anyway, do you think? Um, do you think? W- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Garrett. Do we have any stats on the on the awards here about yeah. between these two? You're not gonna like it. Oh come on now. Then maybe, maybe don't read it. Okay. Let's yeah, not. No, let- no, no, no. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, Garrett's right. Be fair. Let's read it. Go ahead. Robert De Niro has been nominated seven times for an Academy Award, winning twice as uh, in Raging Bull and The Godfather Part Two. Denzel Washington has been nominated eight times and also has won twice for Training Day and Glory. Okay, I never even heard of this movie called Glory, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you this right now, right there, Garrick. That just proves Dennis reading that you got that off the internet, right? Yeah, you, you cannot believe anything you read on the internet, Garrick. That's just that's all uh, correct information. Uh, all that crap. Thank you, Lumberjack. Okay, uh, what else can I help you with, sir? Um, do you think WWE? Is uh, do you think what are they doing with Strowman after what Undertaker? Did? I felt like last night, dude, and we've seen this a little bit in the past. I feel like Strowman is just like a vehicle to get over the Roman Reign Undertaker match. Uh, I was hoping that maybe they would go a three way just to help Strowman at Mania, but they're not gonna with Strowman and Roman Reigns and Undertaker. I doubt they're gonna. It seems like going just Roman Reigns, Taker, the whole it's my yard thing. Um, I just think that, uh, Garrick, I think that, um, Roman Reigns has kind of been the sacrificial lamb in this storyline. i got to be honest. Thank you for calling, Garrick. Uh, the show's just about over here. Uh, we got people on uh, the Facebook Live uh, talking about um, basically uh, movies now. Uh, Nana Kawaka says, Glory is a classic. Uh, we have James Torado saying, Glory Hall Jones. We have... Um, <laughs> I, oh, man. I knew there was going to be a comment, have, and I knew you were going to read it. We have David... You're using Jones improper. He's correcting someone. Then I don't know. I'm, it's going so fast. There's so many. Comments. I can't. I'm mixing them up. I just it's going slow so fast. down, everybody. It's just there's too many comments. It's like boom, boom, rapido, rapido, rapido. It's hot. Um, yeah. So so uh, anyway, I I don't think you can. Um, I don't think you can compare Robert De Niro and him and uh, and Denzel. Who do you think's better? I think they're equals. The heck out of here. Hey, Anthony. Seriously, uh, is Denzel and De Niro are they equals in far as? It's great? funny you bring this up because those are my two favorite actors. Oh God, stop and De Niro, liar. you'll do anything to get on a show. No, no <laughs> I'm being honest. De Niro has more movies that I enjoy, but like Training Day, Glory, Philadelphia, like at, Remember the Titans. These are all like some of my favorite movies. But like, if you're going by just the movie, like. De Niro's in more that I enjoy, but they're both two of my favorites. You know what it is about Denzel? The reason why he's not going to make it in acting, it's because <laughs> it's he, he overacts. 
he, he's overdoing this. I say this stuff to my wife sometimes, like <laughs> like about singers that are like platinum winning. And I'm like, ah, she's never gonna make it. She, she's over singing the song. She's like, what are you talking about? You know, I think I think well, you're an excellent trumpeter. I was a got... trumpeter. I think that uh, I think that Denzel he overacts and he overdoes it and and. And even like in interviews when he's supposed to be himself, he's still acting like he's Denzel Washington. Be yourself, guy. You know, De Niro's a regular guy. Didn't he tell, uh, uh, part of my French here, it's going to be an explicit here. Didn't he basically tell Trump when Trump was like running like to go f*** himself or something like that? He did, yes. He was very anti-Trump. But he was like blunt, cursing Jones. Like, so I'm just saying like, Took you know. Took a page out of Denzel's book. What do you mean? Denzel did that? Denzel's, he hacked Denzel? Denzel's a foul-mouthed man. He's always, really? he, he's always I, playing Denzel Washington. I like how you start getting all urban when you say that. I know she did something with your hands. Because that's like, his thing. Like, I, 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 I love Denzel. And plus, Denzel's still cool. De Niro's in like that, that grandpa phase of his, of his life where he's not like... He doesn't do the badass anymore. You just called De Niro a grandpa, bro? Did you just say One of his movies was literally called Dirty Grandpa. I, and he was hilarious. Uh, listen... I don't think, dude. What? He just called him a grandpa. I know. And in that movie, uh, whatever it was that he was just in, he's like hanging out with all these hot broads. Like, I don't get it. No, what does not, that have to do with being a grandpa? I, I don't know. What either. I Hugh don't Hefner know. hangs out with Anthony, a bunch of hot broads. You, yeah, exactly. Anthony, what? Why are you back on my show? Like, what? What is going on, sir? <laughs> you love the fact that. See, this is what happens, guys. Give me a little behind the scenes, Jones, for you. What happens here is there's like a red light, like the bat phone. That lights up when Anthony wants to come on the show. And then Ant then we see it, we approve it, it goes through a screening process first. And then it gets approved. And then Dennis controls the audio level of Dennis, I'm sorry, Anthony being allowed to be on the show. So obviously, uh, you know, Dennis controls everything here, unfortunately. And that's why a lot of times we have problems. So um, what was the other thing I want to say before we wrap the show? Sorry, no time for SOS. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, okay. SmackDown should be uh, pretty good tonight, right? Hopefully. What do you think? Tag title uh, match. <laughs> I had a blank on the last word. All right. There you go. Uso's American Alpha. Yeah, it should be pretty good. We'll check that out. Uh, they'll continue what's going on with uh, AJ, right, and Shane uh, McMahon. We should see what happens with that. You know, I got a feeling that SmackDown, they're in a good position to do a better job on tonight's show than, uh, than Raw did last night in Brooklyn. So it should be pretty good. And also, when they go to Mohegan Sunday, that's where they are tonight, you get a lot of fans from Boston, even though I hate Tom Brady and the Patriots. Day, night, cold, hot. They do have great wrestling fans up in that area of New England. So you get fans in uh, Mohegan from not just Connecticut, from Providence. You get fans from Boston. You get fans from all over the whole area up there. So, um, you know, that's a good audience. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's a good show. Tonight, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm going to have time. I'm going to probably be able to watch the whole SmackDown. I actually should be able to. I'm seeing a plethora of thumbs up right now on the Facebook Live, dude. Like, so many people just blew thumbs up right now. It's just so good for my ego. Really. You know, it really is. I got uh, Ryan Jones saying FXXK Tom Brady. I think you can fill in the blanks there. I kind of said the word a few minutes ago. Now I'm, like, <laughs> not saying the word. Uh, yeah, people hate Brady. I don't see a lot of people putting over Denzel. Maybe she put a poll up. That might be poll worthy. Okay. As discussed on the Taz Show, tell the social media team. We do a poll at uh, Taz Show Live Twitter. Yeah, let's get a shot of uh, of Dennis here. He's talking to the social media team right now. Look at that. That's inside behind the scenes baseball. Right there. Yeah, we're good. You got to watch the video. 
just for that <laughs> right there. That was money. Uh, let's let's see. We'll put it, we'll put it up there um, on the social media team. You, you confirmed. They'll put it up as discussed. Natasha, who's better? Do we want to leave it vague like that? Because the social media team has noticed that when polls are asked, there it kind of skews to the way the question leads. Cake dog. <laughs> Said, dude, we all love Zell, you hater. Okay, all of a sudden, Kink Dog is on Cake like. Dog? Kink. Kink. Kink that, Dog. That, that Kinky Jones. Kink Dog is on a first name, nickname basis with Denzel. He called him Zell. What the hell is that? What are you kidding me? Zell. Stop. All of a sudden, stop. Stop. Please. Zell. It's Kink Dog, if that is your real name. <laughs> Kink. I hope, Zell. I hope it's not. <laughs> He is not better than De Niro. I'm not hating on Denzel. I just don't like him. I don't think he's as good as Robert De Niro. It's that simple. I can't have my own opinion. Francisco Torres, this is a very good point. Denzel has overstayed his welcome like Dennis. Any chance these people can take a shot at you, dude, they just jump on you. I love it. Teflon. No, but it's all because the apology, though, lack thereof from you. That's well. because you didn't apologize when you could have and should have. And that and <laughs> could have and should have, but then. Yes. Agree or disagree. Yeah. So a lot of thumbs up. A lot of people blew thumbs up. That's great. Uh, gimmick chat. Again, several days in a row. No respect I've given towards that, which is horrible of me. But they're loyal. They they know. No, they, they are. They know that's, deep down. There's a that certain you love group them. on there that they're, they're like. The gimmick chat group at TazShow.com, they're, they're a whole different level of, of commitment to the Taz Show, and I love them. I do. And i got to start shouting them out more on the show. We're going to put that poll up. Social media team's working on it. I'm hearing stuff in my ear right now. There's post-production meetings being set up. The whole social media team is trying to figure out the proper. Yeah, Dennis. Side. Yeah. General Salami. Yeah. <laughs> That's sorting a hero from Joe's Deli uh, on Fifth Avenue. And, yeah, so so we're working on um, basically putting up a tweet. Who's better, Denzel or De Niro? And, uh, God, I hope De Niro wins. I have a feeling he will. Just so Kink Dog feels like a jabroni. I want Kink Dog to really go Get back. tied up in knots. Yeah, I just want Kink Dog to be wrong. Just for that f- name, Kink Dog. Pretty funny name he's got. I gotta be yeah. honest, it's pretty good. Can't hate the name. No, it's actually a pretty good name. I gotta be honest, the guy's pretty creative. King Dog. <laughs> if he didn't have that, I would love to steal it, but I don't steal and hack. You know what I mean? Oh man. All right, so uh, man, a lot of people are ripping you, dude. There's so much on here of you. I mean, Joe Viana says Dennis is the minister of man meat. Oh my God, that's money. I Jesus. think it's a compliment. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment, bro. David Levy just said Jabroni Jones. Okay. Random. Love it. Like a random comment like that. Oh, look at this guy. Brandon Blevins says De Niro. Easy. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. He gets it. Hey, look right here. Lee Price. De Niro hands down. Here we come. Here we go. They know. They know. De Niro, bro. Raging Bull. He was the best. I'm not diminishing De Niro's career. I said they were equals. Mark Loth. R.I.P. S.O.S.M. 2017 to 2017. <laughs> the life of a goldfish. <laughs> oh, Dennis, you're too much, kid. You're too much. <laughs> All right, I got to wrap this bitch up. Uh, is there anything else we got to cover? I think that's really it. Yeah. 
We'll do SOSM some right, other time. That's that. All right, listen, enough of that. On that note, take two, take three. On that note, there we go. Third time's a chum. On that note, the show's over. I appreciate you guys jumping on and checking out. Thanks to Mike Johnson for coming on the show and yelling at me on the PW Insider Report. I'm so glad I can give him a platform. No, he was, he was just joking. And thanks to everybody who listened to the show. I appreciate it immensely. Or watch the show live or listen live. Make sure you spread the word of the Taz Show. Spread the word of the Taz Show with your friends, family, enemy on social media. This Facebook gimmick right here. Share it, like it, whatever you're supposed to do with it. The Twitter, the Instagrams, everything. If everybody hit the Taz Show, I'm Taz, you're not. We'll talk to you tomorrow. In my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you.